Your martial arts movie podcast. Aha! I threw that shit before I walked in the room! Featuring drunken Thai boxer, Will. Too bad you will die. The also drunken wrestler, Mark. I said I don't want trouble. And drunken karate master, Zero. You've lost your boss. And now, call, call, call. I don't come You know, baby. Fists of fail. Do we even need to do a recommendation section for this? Probably not. No, yeah. I mean, like, come on, it's Ongbok. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's uh, pretty well known for a reason. Yeah. And so I haven't seen this movie in maybe over 20 years. No. no. It, it hasn't been 20 years. Okay, so I haven't Almost, seen this like movie in over now. 30 years. <laughs> um, well, okay, I haven't, I haven't seen this movie since college when it first came out for me. Okay. Yeah, I, I saw it maybe like, Maybe like two to three to four times there. Right, but it was right around when it released, right? Right when it came out, yeah. at least to the not not to the states. Mm-hmm. Uh, when it came out, uh, I went to Chinatown and I immediately bought the the you know the Hong Kong DVD. Okay, and uh, watched watched it and just mm-hmm. absolutely loved it. You got the Hong Kong DVD. Ooh, okay, so we can. Well, I guess we can kind of lightly tackle that subject of like you got you saw one particular version of the movie then right with the, yeah where they censored the bone cracking not to jump ahead but you know right right um i believe i so it's it's been so long i believe that the bone cracking was in my version but i didn't see the sister backstory uh yeah so i don't know i, th- I feel like we're all just gonna do uh show and tell and like revealing our personal connection to this movie because you know it's fucking ongbok oh thanks for asking well so (laughs) (laughs) no go ahead steal the soapbox no i literally just no no, i had the dvd and Mm -hmm. then i was an idiot i think i might have given it away oh i know do you know what version you had um it, whatever the english oh, so it's english right yeah. so you probably had the u.s version then yeah, yeah, yeah. okay uh, so this is we're covering the u.s version today because you know i mean it's the most accessible for us being americans mm-hmm. um America. but you know i do want to lightly tap tackle the, the subject that this movie had several versions and depending where you were um, not only do you get cut scenes cut subplots including the sister elements in, in the movie uh there's also like different scores different soundtracks depending where you are i like the um i like the um the vietnamese title of this movie it's literally uh ong bok uh going to save buddha's head <laughs> <laughs> like it's so literal oh man so uh it's been so it's been a while since i've seen this movie and i kind of remember a lot of the things from when i first saw it uh the subtitles were so much different when I watched it now than when I watched the Chinese. Was it Chinglish? Version. Was it like just so, broken up Chinese? And I thought this was maybe some weird, some sort of weird translation, but apparently it's correct. I, I, I looked it up after watching the movie. So the um, the kind of comic relief, kind of douchey character that he meets when he goes to uh, Bangkok. He's he's a kind of a chubbier guy. He's got the the blonde hair. Yep. Uh, hum- Humley, I believe Humley, his name yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, or, so, or George. Or George. Well, George is his like fake name. Humley yeah. is his uh, real name. So when I watched this, uh, Tony Jaw's character kept on calling him Dirty Balls. 
Oh, really? And that was <laughs> in the subtitles. Okay. And, I was, and I always thought that was just so weird. And then when I watched this, he calls them humlay. And then when I looked it up, humlay means dirty balls. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's just, just so odd that my version of the DVD had the the direct translation mm-hmm. of like what he was calling it. So what does Tony Ja mean in, in, in Thai? It's, it's like hung balls. <laughs> 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 Uh, really quickly, just to you know, uh, talk about the whole uh, Tony Jaw legacy. Yeah, like I, I saw it when it first came out too. Um, I, yeah, I also got the DVD. You know, but I don't know which version I had because my version had the sister subplot. Um, so I probably had probably the same version as you did. But there's so many versions out there. I mean, I don't even know where to begin to, to describe which one's the best viewing experience for this. Mm-hmm. Basically, but, you got to go with the one that Tony Ja actually owns. <laughs> that copy. You have to find out. What's his so address? Original time? <laughs> Let's go. Somewhere, somewhere, Bangkok. I don't know. Mm. Um, yeah, so it's, it's freaking Ombok. Uh, I don't even know how we can tackle every subject with this. So of course, we'll talk about the action, but uh, fuck, even MMA fighters, like legit fighters uh, who do this for a living, reference this movie it's it's one of those uh films that straddles the line between like stylistic action choreography and kind of being relatively realistic and showing and i mean you can't deny the fact that this movie brought muay thai into the limelight oh yeah yeah most definitely yeah Yeah. there really wasn't an international thai film industry Mm -hmm. at the time right i Um, remember watching this and i've never heard of I mean, I've heard of Thailand. I've never heard the Thai language before, though. So I didn't know it was a Thai film. So I remember just watching it and thinking, like, I was like, what country? Like, I just, I didn't know. Mm-hmm. I assumed Southeast Asian, yeah. obviously. But I was just so, you know, was, I was never exposed to Thai anything before. Yeah. So it was just very, very surprising to see this. And yeah, I was like, wow, okay. my, You know, I have my eye on, on, on this film industry. Now. Yeah, shit. It kind of had its own like little uh, mark in history for being one of the most realistic, like you were saying, Will. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just, it was a turning point. Uh, yeah, I think. fuck, it, I was just going to say yeah, that. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. Like, aside from we tie, aside from Thai film industry um, on like the international stage mm-hmm. um, and all of that, just in general, I think it was, it's, th- this is a weird comparison, but like if we're talking about uh, movies that made an impact, um, and I'm just going to use this. And I know you're going to hate this. Uh, well, but like my sister sensei again? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> uh, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Yeah, there you All go. Right, I, that's the face that I want. Matt, <laughs> you guys can talk about this. Yeah, stuff. no, no, no. But I'm saying like it's a pivotal movie in its own kind of space, in its own like little world, its own ecosystem. Um, that was true for Crouching Tiger um, for the Western world. I listen. I, stop making faces. <laughs> um, and then uh, for this uh, was for like realism for Thai boxing uh, or Muay Thai um, for a lot of like uh, approaches to directing and like styles of for fight um, for for fight choreography. You mean. Fight choreography, but also for directing for actual oh, like sure, sure. Yeah. Um, for cinematography. Uh, there were a lot of like different little like um, I think this movie was very pivotal in a lot of different like spaces. 
okay. um, throughout the f- uh, film industry. Sure, sure. I mean, I don't um, just elaborate on that. Yeah, I think Ombak has a big, like, big uh, influence on on action cinema. Period. Um, I mean, for one, all the hits on screen are convincing because for ninety nine percent of it, it's actually real impact. I mean, yeah, there are ways of cheating it to, to make it seem, you know, so make it that they keep the performers safe. And, but it's not, it's not much. It's like, oh, we're just going to soften the shoe. <laughs> we're just going <laughs> to put a lot of socks on or like make sure that Tony John is going to be wearing the thickest layer of, of soft sneakers that he can. But he's still kicking people full force, mm-hmm. doing what, three spins in the air and smacking him in the face. Really taking it from the Jackie Chan playbook. I, I mean, I, I love Jackie, but I mean, I feel like this kind of ups the ante even more. Yeah. Well, it definitely does because if you think about it, when this movie came out, um, I, th- I feel that Jackie was starting to get into the American films, so Is it his mo- stuff was getting—I don't want to say watered down. That's not fair. Like you know, he was—he uh, was—he was, that's, that's was getting Americanized because that's how American directors were treating him and his action. Mm-hmm. So his his stuff wasn't ele- you know it wasn't raising the bar anymore mm-hmm. and then here comes tony jaw where sure jackie chan has always said like um he's doing all his own stunts you know he never said no wires but he never did wire foo yeah. this is all no stunts and no wires in the no fact cg that, no cg <laughs> in, all, in, almost yeah no wires in the fact that no one is getting pulled to make it exaggerated mm-hmm. so when people are getting hit this is how a person really falls when they get hit like it they don't go flying yep. you can see the impact and it's 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 you know moving a little bit mm-hmm. but you feel how real it is and if you want the impact they're just like oh well we're gonna drop you off of a tree yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. that kind of thing yeah some of the it's almost weird uh how fantastical the movie can be um and i mean that's a weird way to phrase it but you don't see a lot of real world hits in in movie form. So like when you expect someone to get punched, you kind of expect them to fly like twenty feet across the room, like a Jackie film, uh, because there's ropes and wires being pulling them across. But like, it's something uh, freakish about the fact that like that one knee and elbow combination will make a person just drop right on their spot. Yeah. Like that's way f- like you feel the impact of that more. It's, mm-hmm. that, it, does that make any sense? It's it, like, it feels more realistic, more so it hurts primal. more. Primal. That's a good way primal to describe it. Primal, because it's, um, you, you literally, subconsciously, you know what that feels and what that looks like, even though maybe you've never seen it. But once you see it, you're like, I know exactly what that is. <laughs> right, right. And Whereas the Jackie thing, it's like, okay, it's meant to be exaggerated, and it's more like fantasy, a little that-esque quality, where it's, like okay, we're gonna put a little fun spin on it. This like stylistic approach to it, um, but this is just pure fucking primal um, beatdown all the way through. Right, and with with Jackie Chan films, he's framing things in a way where his hits look brutal, but he's not always necessarily hitting the stuntmen. Mm-hmm. In Ong Bak, you can clearly see they are hitting each other in the face, in and take taking full blows to the body oh, it's extremely God. brutal and brutal yeah and that, that's a good way to describe it watching this again uh i don't remember my first reactions when i first watched this like, i remember like like when you were younger yeah, yeah yeah but i remember watching this uh last night and i was laughing but not <laughs> not like laughing at it it's like 
You know when you laugh when you're so happy because you see something so surprising? Yeah. I was just like, oh my god, that's great! <laughs> this movie is like Christmas all over again. <laughs> yeah. It's Die Hard. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, and and it's okay. Maybe it would be a little unfair for most movies to be like, oh, let's just immediately talk about Jackie because you know Jackie did it best. But like even Tony Jaw himself, like he he set himself this almost unattainable goal at first to be like, I I I grew up with Jackie. Like I'm not only gonna try to best Jackie because that was his aspiration. Oh yeah, he, yeah. Want, he, he said that. He yeah. said that multiple times. Like I grew up with Jackie. Like I want my move, my action to be even better than him. Mm-hmm. So like there's a competition element to it for mm-hmm. from as well. But also he wants to jumpstart the Thai film industry, the Thai action film industry. Yeah. Very and it big fucking aspirations. Worked. Yeah, and it worked. Mm-hmm. Holy! Ca- I mean, now we have movies like. Uh, chocolate which i will eventually talk about that which is great um we have a whole slew of thai uh, action films that came as a result of this so fuck yeah this is uh, i i don't know how we're going to talk about everything for this film will would you say that he um actually did better than jackie in in, 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 like well your opinion um action it, did he do better in any field better than jackie overall i think they all i'm gonna be a politician here <laughs> and i'm gonna say that they're very different because jackie's style has always been comedy first action second or maybe like not not like a far you know uh, first and second place but like it's closer than you'd think but for tony john i noticed that his direction has always been more towards like brutal realism rather than comedy because he's not really yeah there's there's no there's no there's nothing really funny going on in this movie it's it it's funny because for me i wasn't expecting these people to go down so hard (laughs) so it's like that knee-jerk reaction like oh god he's he's down (laughs) like like after that one hit when he's first introduced to the fight club he he just knees that guy in the in the upper torso Mm -hmm. and just goes down like a rock and, but see, that's a moment where they do play it for comedy. They milk it. You know, yeah. the audience goes quiet. It gets you get to get the different reactions. It's it's great. Yeah, but you don't. You don't. He's not like a. a uh, he doesn't have like physical. Com- well, that's a weird way to describe it. He's not known for his like facial expressions after mm. he does the comedic moment. Right. Right. right? Like, not like Jack. That was a comedic moment. Mm-hmm. All in all, though, it's not a. There's no comedy in this movie. Well, I mean, we have the the sleaze bag, like you mentioned before. Right. Um, I wouldn't say he's funny though. I, I hated. <laughs> oh really? Yeah. He, here's okay. Here's a weird comparison mm-hmm. uh, because the way the way you said that, mm-hmm. um, it makes me think of Arnold, Arnold Schwarzenegger, in the sense okay. where Tony going, John okay. Arnold Schwarzenegger are very similar in the way that they are both action stars and they're great at what they do. But when it comes to pure acting chops in terms of facial expression and expressing maybe body language, and I don't mean it in the most literal sense of like fighting in because this is what we're talking about, Mm -hmm. but I'm talking about like just body language about like showing emotion and drama. Mm-hmm. They're not the best. That's a, that's a pretty interesting way of taking it. I think Arnold has gotten better over the yeah, years yeah, as an actor, agreed. but like maybe in timeline his, wise, yeah, yeah, yeah. Compare. In, in his eighties and nineties, nobody cared if he could act. It yeah. was just like, you know, deliver the one liners, just be a beefcake. <laughs> You're a nineties action movie. So well, I'm glad you said, mentioned you could use anyone in that role. It was like better Arnold than Tommy Wiseau. <laughs> no, 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 no. Because like, Arnold got these roles that just 
everybody knows him from. And the same thing with Tony Jaa. It's just like a bear, better comparison. <clears throat> well, on that topic, Tommy uh, Wiseau is just the weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. On that topic, I guess uh, it, it really wouldn't matter if we talk about the plot for this. So we can kind of just really briefly say he, it, the movie is called Ongbok. Apparently, that means the Buddha's head. So he Tony Jaa is going to retrieve the Buddha's head. It That's gets, all you need to it know. It gets stolen from his village. He goes to Bangkok yep. to get it back. And, and he it. fights people. Yeah. And the, you don't. You literally could just watch the fight scenes on YouTube. Yeah. My opinion. Maybe you guys um, disagree. But you can also have a fun time watching the movie. <laughs> wow. It's, recommendations already? I already, I already said it. I prefaced it in the very beginning. I, I like, well, come on. Like, how no, yeah, can no, you yeah, not it, recommend it right ag- off the agreed. bat? Agreed. Uh, like, even just watch the movie because the whole movie is pretty much fight oh, yeah. scenes. Just yeah. watch the whole movie. That's yeah. it. That's yeah. The whole movie if, is if you, tons if you of really action. Really can't wait for the fight scenes. Mm-hmm. And yeah, sure, YouTube it. But like, yeah. there aren't so many dead spaces of plot where you're like, you know, like right. you're getting fidgety because you want someone to fight. Like eventually, people will fight. Yeah. So yeah. you can sit through the movie. I mean, like I have my moments where I not. Which I, like, I didn't care for the action. Like, for example, I'm not a fan of the car chase scene uh, when they're in the three wheel taxis. Oh, yeah. I, I just yeah. don't care for right, like right. those scenes in general. Oh, but man, that movie has one of the most hilarious explosions I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're talking about the car. Oh, man. Okay. Well, we're talking about the, um, the, the, the end of that where there's like a cart in midair and then all the carts under stockpiled underneath it explodes Explode? yeah yeah but like, while yeah. it's while it's flying up in the air it's spinning all literally what you just said yeah the cars underneath explode but there's something so visually hilarious about that the fact that you see the dummy very briefly while, it, while it's spinning in the air i i burst out laughing at that scene it was, it was great Oh man! Cue uh, the Monty Python music. <laughs> Monty Python. Okay, whatever. Uh, um, yeah. So fuck. It doesn't matter what the plot is. You can still have a good time. You know, just just fucking go watch it. Like if you haven't seen it yet, go watch it. Like I don't know how to stress stress that enough. Fucking and I can't stress enough how much the the legacy of this movie. You know, like really sticks with you um fucking i I was telling zero before this um uh, anderson silva uh one one of like what the goats of of ufc um the the dude watched ongbok and he liked tony jaw's reverse elbow so much that he incorporated in his movie knocked the guy out and but everyone was telling him like that's not realistic you can't do that and he somehow incorporated it and it's all thanks to this one little movie that blew up and became this legend. Yeah. Um, shit. Fucking Ongbok. Yeah. Uh, I was I was really worried going into this actually because I remember liking it a lot. I mean, for obvious reasons, yeah. I loved it a lot. Do you think I first it lives up it. to your memories? Yes. Oh, most definitely. I w- I was very worried watching it, but then sitting down. Once we started getting into fights and getting, you know, breezing past this, the plot, I was like, oh, thank God. It's still, it's still really good. <laughs> I was like, oh, thank God. Because you know what? When I was when I watched this in college, obviously, I wasn't watching martial arts films the way we do now, where I'm meticulously going back and I'm looking at fight choreography. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at, at camera angles and edits and whatnot. So um, when I watched it as a kid, 
it was, hey, that's awesome. That's really cool. He's hitting people in the face. Now I'm watching <laughs> it. Now I'm looking at cuts. I'm looking at yay violence. And it and it holds up. It holds up. If you haven't seen it in a long time, over 30 years, like myself, then I, I highly recommend watching it again. And it <laughs> will Tony still Joe hold was up. still a sperm at the time. <laughs> yeah. Oh shit! So yeah, can we just talk about the action? Yeah, I, there's there's plenty to talk about. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, I don't even know where to begin. I might just jump all over the place because well, it's just too much. So there isn't really a major fight um, until the first, uh, the first three man fight that happens. Sure. Uh, How, oh, but, that's one way of thinking. But 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 there are little scuffles. There's a lot of that. action in the movie, uh, which keeps your interest. Right. So I was gonna say. So the first main action scene is him running away from all the him. Mm, but what, don't you want to talk about the tree? Oh yeah. shit! Yeah, even right. even okay, the okay. tree. Okay. Because right. that has martial arts going on. Kind of. I wouldn't. Kinda. I wouldn't say so as martial arts, but it well, is. There's a lot of uh, acrobatics going yeah, on. Yeah. In that scene. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, I. You know. That's fine. That's fine and all. There's a little bit of like tree parkour uh, and stuff. Like we can once you see the movie, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. You just have a bunch of uh, so the, people, so villagers the climbing setup the tree. Is... Yeah, yeah, they're, uh, they're trying to climb a tree. It's kind of like a village tradition to capture the flag, right? So there's a flag up there, and all of them are climbing this tree, and, and they're, they're it's, pushing it's, each other. It's off. fucking huge tree. It's it, massive. It looks like a 200 year old tree. It yeah. looks ginormous like mm-hmm. branches paths going all over the place I, I was trying to look something up about this uh, and I'm, I'm sure it's based off of something like maybe some real tradition that people mm-hmm. do but if it's real my god is that brutal because <laughs> uh you see these people flying off this like tree 30 dudes trying to climb one fucking tree yeah yeah but you know um even though this is not technically a fight scene this is how you establish that people are going to get hurt because they're falling off and you see in uncut takes that they are falling to the ground and slamming on their backs slamming on their sides uh from what at least 15 feet off the ground um that's what i like about a lot of these shots is because they get real low so when they actually get a shot mm -hmm. it's full like from the moment that this person gets hit and then wherever they make contact, it's mm-hmm. like pretty much a solid shot. Yeah. And it's from this angle where it's like, there's no fucking way you could have like um, cut this in any way or, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. uh, messed with it or put wires on it or right, anything. Right. It's And that happens so much throughout the film where mm-hmm. it's just like pure, full on, perfect angle shots yeah, all the way through. The way they frame it, there's yeah. no denying that people fell from like these And have great herniated heights. discs. Exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, even though well, like we found out that you know obviously they they padded the the soil to make sure that you know none of the people got injured, it sells it. <laughs> it it looks really painful when you see these people landing, plopping on the floor, and there's basically no reverb. <laughs> they just fall and they're out. Yeah, mm-hmm. their bodies just arc. Or, <laughs> yeah. Like they just, they are, are, arch their backs because it's involuntary spasms. Like it's just <laughs> like they're reeling in fucking pain. Yeah, it's oh. like that. Sorry, it's like yeah. that. Like stereotypical, not stereotypical, but it's like that typical um, Jackie Chan moment where he like falls and he exaggerates his pain and he's like, "Oh, my back" yeah, or whatever. But visually. this time, it's fucking real, mm-hmm. and they're not exaggerating because you know this guy is probably just broken to fucking vertebrae. In line with a Jackie film, people get people get hurt. They do in this movie. They do. Tons. Um, and we can talk about that later. But uh, but not as comedic. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you have a dark sense of humor, you can laugh about anything. 
So the tree scene, great establishing uh, establishment of like what you're ex- essentially what you're going to be seeing throughout the film. And mm-hmm. yeah, we do have other scenes in the movie that, you know, like um, that have a little bit of action, like the comedy scene before where he, uh, Tony Jaw fucking like decks a guy in the face with, uh, with, with the, with the, was it, wasn't he? No. So it, it's weird. He, it's like going into a cartwheel and the knee goes up, but he doesn't, uh, he doesn't um, use the momentum to do a cartwheel. If you know what I mean? Like he, his hands go down, the knee comes up. Right, right. The other part of his leg doesn't really come up so much. I don't know what that's called. That <laughs> That's the problem. I'm trying to describe it the best yeah. way I can visualize it. And then he, the, it goes right to the guy's upper torso and then he just, yeah, that's it. He's out cold. <laughs> there, there's, uh, it's his moves are so intricate. I don't even know how to describe them. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they named him in Thai. Like yeah. every and every one of his moves had names, but I yeah. don't know how to Good describe luck. it. It's, it's funny. Like double knees, jumping double knees was like, oh, the bird is coming home. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, we wait till we get to that. I know balls. which one you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> there, even though there's a lot of great uh, choreography here, there's it's interspliced with some really goofy looking, um, you know, goofy looking moves. Uh, in the film, you know, but you know, it, it's fine, it's fine and all, but it, it, that's not to say that you know that the actions, you know, like like suffers as a result of it. I think it's mm-hmm. still fine, you know, because like it keeps the momentum going. It's like that looked really silly, but mm-hmm. it's okay because there's a lot more to distract you from it. Right, right. I think, I think, maybe. So for me, some of the things I, I can understand why they're silly. Mm-hmm. My interpretation is that. You've never seen that before, and realistically, no one would ever do that. Yep. But it is so visually striking that it, it's you mem you remember it. Yeah, yeah. Right? No, the whole movie is very memorable. Um, but but speaking of that, uh, what happens after this in terms of action? Like, because uh, there is would the chase scene be the next thing? That yes, happens? the chase the chase scene is the next fight. There is a brief moment. Where he fights that guy with the aviator glasses and his goons, mm-hmm. and that leads into the chase. Oh, yeah, it's very brief. So it, it's yeah, it's ex- it's extremely brief. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was interesting because uh, the guy with the aviator glasses he punches Tony John the side of the head, right. and he has just no reaction. It's like it was completely ineffective. The guy was just actually a weakling. Oh, that's another thing. Um, I mean, Tony Jaw. Like throughout the film, he 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 takes the hits uh, mm-hmm. quite often. You know, if some uh, like f- for example, later in the film, like someone, it's just a trade of blows. Like like he like it's like I roundhouse kick you, you roundhouse kick me, and it goes back and forth until the there's like an exchange of um, you know like a difference in exchange of of uh, choreography. But uh, yeah, like Tony Jaws like tanking some of these moves, and it's and, and like even though he's like taking it, you can tell that like. It hurts, but he's just plowing through it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's it's really impressive. So before I guess before we start getting uh, into the actual fights now, because that, that's like the but next do you, thing. You don't want to talk about the chase scene? I would actually love to talk about. The chase <laughs> oh, okay, scene. yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's <laughs> tell me how much you love this movie. I, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's the fucking chase scene. Uh, okay, uh, fucking he. Not only can Tony Jaw fight. He can really do acrobatics. Yeah. He's very limber. He's mm-hmm. very agile. I would think he can jump. Right. I would think he oh. was a gymnast if I if I didn't know any better. But right. he's a martial artist. He's definitely he's, he's definitely got that build gymnast. For sure. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um 
if there's anything I think uh, is more uh, amazing about him, like in terms of his physicality, it, it's definitely the fact that he can really jump. <laughs> he hurdles over two cars. Will yeah. is very much impressed because he <laughs> likes to jump. I know, he likes to jump, yeah. <laughs> right. So just to set it up, uh, there's something going on, and he gets chased by large group of bad guys right yep. so he's running down these long streets of bangkok that are filled with uh you know passerbys they're filled with filled with like vendors yep. of various foods and and uh, selling uh little trinkets and whatnot and tony jaw and friends are running away from group of bad guys yep. and basically anything that's in tony jaw's way he either jumps over it or he jumps through it <laughs> or he aerials between it yep. Or slides underneath it. It's he, he parkour, parkour. parkour. Yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's a parkour scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we have that comedic character who's also there. I mean, like, I actually didn't find it annoying. <laughs> I, 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 I you, know, you know what was was fine with that? Uh, the comedic character, mm-hmm. um, Humley. Mm-hmm. So it it only helped to make Tony Jaw look even better. <laughs> Tony Jaw would jump off the neck of some guy, you know, double spin onto a table and then run away while the other guy, he would just kind of roll on top of him and then like <laughs> roll around and fuck everything up. It was just a, such a great like juxtaposition to how great Tony Jaw is versus how a normal person would do it. But you didn't find it funny when I okay, I'll, I'll give the movie props because I did find it funny that Humley would like take up a giant machete mm. and he, he, he like, don't come near me. And then just, there's just like awkward silence in the air. And you just see this one lady walking across the screen going, nice for sale. Yeah. <laughs> nice for sale. That was funny. I'll, 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 I'll give the movie that. And then he's running away and he just, he's like, fuck it. And he, he drops the butcher knife. I don't know why, but that kind of like gave me a, a Kung Fu Hustle vibe, if that makes any sense. Okay. It, it's just like no. weird. No? All right. Maybe it's no, just okay. me. Sorry. <laughs> Unless he was running away from... Uh, I don't know. Unless they were selling hatchets, I don't know. Ah, okay. Never mind. So one of the things that I didn't realize before is Tony Jaa, in this movie, Tony Jaa really likes to jump off the shoulders of people. And if you think about it, like, yes, that sounds like kind of a standard phrase, but but think about how tall maybe like the average person is, like like 5'8". Hold Six on, hold on. Foot. Average Thai person. Oh, okay. So, well, yeah. oh, right. I, know, I don't know I how know. tall I mean, Thai people. Are. I actually don't think Tony Jaa is very tall, but that's not. He's not. That's not but it's not the point. He mm-hmm. can really jump. Wait, he, right. Yeah, no, no. That, that's my point. I'm saying like, even if you incorporate the fact that like Thai on an average would be smaller, I would say that he still gets a shit ton of air. Oh yeah. Comparatively, yeah. It, so, it, do, it doesn't matter how tall Thai people are because he's still literally jumping yeah. on top of the shoulders yeah. of yeah. men and yeah. then catapulting himself yeah. off of them yeah. it looks so fake but it's not yeah. it's, there's no it's, wires it's there's nothing so bizarre to watch yeah he's he's catapulting himself at least like 15 20 feet off the off the ground and he'll land as if it's like it, it doesn't hurt his knees at all mm-hmm. um and in terms of uh in terms of you know how how high Tony Jaw can jump and kick. Uh, we have a. I just discovered before this podcast that when you go on YouTube and you watch videos of Tony Jaw um, doing his uh, his famous like jump kick, uh, you know you'll you'll see compilations of him like jumping ten feet in the air and then smacking some like some 
ball, you know, that's like suspended uh, like that high up. Uh, apparently, Zero was at one of those locations, yeah. and he's in the video. Well, he's, he's no, off no, screen. No, 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 no. In- I yes, so uh, he he was at the museum of museum of moving image in Astoria. Uh, they were promoting uh, Tom Young Goon, and he does the trick where somebody's standing on the shoulders of another guy. He's yeah. holding up the the volleyball or the, the yeah, paddle yeah. or whatever, and then he does the kick. Uh, and I was watching that. I was like, oh, I'm actually right over there. <laughs> I, I, I remembered it so visually. I knew where the cameraman was standing. I was really? like, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm actually to the left. <laughs> it's like I found it I found it incredible just watching on, on screen. But you're, you're probably like, wow, that's really hot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's doubly more impressive because there's no wire work. Right. Mm. So fuck. Yeah, the guy can. He, the guy can jump. jump. The guy can really jump, and he's you know shit. I I, I can talk about the chase scene for you know forever because I actually love it so much, especially when he climbs the scaffolding and he does all those flips off of it. And what's great is that we get uh, establishment that this movie's not afraid to do double takes. Mm. Uh, you know, like you do it I, the first time. I and think you show this it movie again. actually benefits from the double takes because. Maybe when you first see these these crazy things that he's doing, like jumping through barbed wire, or um, why would, why are those two people walking around with just a, barbed wire, a, like <laughs> a, a, a roll of barbed wire? Right. So like, if maybe when you first watch, you're like, oh, he yeah, he jumped through barbed wire, sure. But then you get the double take. You see, the double take is not just the same uh, cut mm-hmm. or the same camera position. It's a different camera position. So you get to see it from a a different vantage point and then you realize oh he's he did this a lot it's not like they got on the one take they're like okay we got it let's do something else like <laughs> he's been practicing this yeah. so it's the it's extremely impressive what he did to to get these moves down yeah oh my god um yeah but it's great because uh, it's not like it's 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 just uh oh we well we've shot it in multiple angles so might as well throw him back in the movie mm-hmm. it's like no this actually benefits the movie yes it, it, it makes it i mean it makes you understand that he actually did this mm-hmm. so it's great do you have a favorite uh thing that he jumped over or <laughs> went through in this chase scene because he, he there's there's a lot and i think probably the best one is is the last one which which is the last one i, I very losing track of it so the uh, last one climbing over the wall no no well that's, that's technically, technically how the it literal ends. last one yeah. uh, the last one is when there is a, ca- a large truck jeep vehicle backing up oh and he and slides he under slides it? Yeah. underneath it uh in terms of dangerous yes that's the most impressive because you can very much get injured because not only on his athleticism but it's also depending on the guy who's the driver, driving the yeah. car but no, my my favorite's still him leaping over those cars, cars those yeah. sedans. Yeah, the two I mean, cars. they're at least his like eye level because mm-hmm. you know again, Tony John's not incredibly tall. He's like maybe like average height. Fucking like the guy is not only just jumping over them; he's like jumping legs first. Mm-hmm. You know how hard that is. That's the worst way to do it. That's though. the hardest way to do it. Yeah. It's absolutely. How, how would you do it? Though, because I, I, I mean, you could hurdle it where where it's the one foot forward and then the one leg comes around. Mm-hmm. I guess that would be maybe like, like any other way. Anyway, <laughs> like honestly, like you have your like once like your 
horizontally splayed out your legs are to your one side like your hip is you know oh you're like kind of sideways in yeah the like air? vaulting okay. over oh, vaulting. Like any okay. any way would be better uh, easier than the way that he does it mm-hmm. but he does it it's it's so impressive like he does a you know double front flip off of these tires <laughs> that man i i love uh movie logic here oh there's a bunch of tires hey let me triple flip off of them <laughs> And I don't think that's how tires work. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. He got a triple flip out of it. <laughs> um, I'm going to surprise you, Zero. Mm-hmm. My favorite uh, fight scene of the whole movie happens next. Next as in after, the, after this scene. The next fight. Yeah. Uh, but it's not, well, not the immediate first one. Because the first one is he fights this racist guy. Um, the big Australian guy. Uh, oh, yeah. Was he Australian? Oh. Uh, I think. The Twister. Probably. Uh, well, is that his no, name? No, 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 no. I was making a Nip Man joke. It might, it might have been Twister. Yeah, like you. Montu returns. No, guy with dreads. They were not dreads. dreads they were just long black like, dreadlocks. Hair. Sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he, he he takes that guy on. It's it's great because you know you get to see you know, um, again. Uh, finally, Tony Jaws actually in a fight. I would say this is the first uh, official fight of the movie. Mm. But my favorite fight scene of the whole movie is actually what right after that so do you not want to break down his fight at all we, we can we can um but i'd like the one after that so much more but yeah yeah if uh, yeah. it might be hard for me to actually remember all of it there's a lot of again we, we i don't think we can so like movie. honestly because there's so much goodness in this movie it's kind of hard to like mm-hmm. remember all the minutiae of this this film um but yeah, like the, he beat the first guy up, even though he's, um, you know, like, uh, oh, okay, it's like I, a two on one in there. You know, like he still a, a little to get bit. Upper hand. Yeah. Okay, so I know what I wanted to to say now. Mm-hmm. Um, so we we kind of touched on this a little bit. So yeah, Tony Jaw is not the tallest guy. He, but he is very he is very uh, fit. You can see his musculature very clearly, and we've touched upon it many times before. Sometimes it's hard to believe when a smaller person is fighting the bigger person because you just, it's hard to believe the power is actually coming through. Mm-hmm. When Tony Ja is elbowing and kneeing <laughs> yeah. and kicking these guys who are twice his size and probably more than two times his weight, yeah. I, I actually really do believe it. Mm-hmm. it it's really crazy because yeah. this Australian guy that he first fights, is he's fucking huge. I want to say... He's probably the biggest guy he fights in, in this movie. And when he falls uh, from like those kicks to the face or the, the elbows to the top of the head, I'm just like, damn, like <laughs> I believe that. And there's a few times where he's ki- where they do this a lot in the movie where they kick people like right in the chest. Mm-hmm. And I feel that in other movies, if that happens from like a small person, it, you Their don't, heart it, would stop. It, yeah. <laughs> well, I feel like you wouldn't believe the push impact the pushback yeah yeah, 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 yeah. but the the fact that the guy's really going back maybe he's assisting it a little like maybe over exaggerating Mm -hmm. but i fully believe that tony jaw is able to uh exert that much power from this this small frame that he has them elbows yeah Mm -hmm. that that's i was gonna say that as a generality not just for this scene because he does elbows throughout the whole film um those elbows and knees you don't really see that much prior to this film Mm -hmm. i mean yeah like you you might see them but like this is the first time where it feels like a real application of elbow strikes incorporated into choreography where you feel like it's not just like, um, you know, a cheap shot. 
you know, because like when you see like other fight scenes, uh, you know, in other martial arts movies prior to this, mm-hmm. it always feels like, oh, you threw an elbow. That was such a you know a cheap blow. You're uh, like, you're just okay, I, I see one what another. you're saying. Yeah, yeah but yeah, now yeah. now it right. it feels like all all's fair. Right. You know, everything's you know. Yeah, uh, in in cinematic history, I I can't recall an elbow before you know Tony Jaw like mm-hmm. basically said like, hey, look what you can do with your fucking elbow and your knee. I attribute that to the sound editing and the way that everything was shot too. I. I I think the sound editing is fucking amazing in this movie. Like, I believe every bit of the impact. And sometimes I could not tell whether or not that was, like, live. Or not. That's how good it was. It's so um I'm pretty sure it's, authentic, 80, it's ADR. But you know probably. what? They didn't, uh, they didn't over-exaggerate mm-hmm. the sounds. Yeah. Uh, when we were watching the making of, uh, I note, I thought I heard something that was a real, like, plasticky sound. But mm-hmm. it turned out it was just, like, fake, like, wushu-ish. Right sounds yeah, and yeah. and it could have easily gotten that route but i'm glad that they really dialed it yeah dialed it back because like this is a very realistic movie with pretty realistic fights pretty not it isn't but it's pretty well <laughs> uh, real, realistic in that people are really getting hurt and yeah. getting hit in the yeah. face so yeah. i don't want like yeah <laughs> when, when, you know impacts there but uh as far as would you use this on the street to try to win a fight absolutely not. <laughs> actually you, no no, no. I, well, I, well no elbow to the face is no, no, no joke no. <laughs> if you segment everything and then you pick and choose which moves yes but sure, sure. as a whole absolutely not <laughs> oh so this is what that's a fantastic transition for what my favorite fight um the next one where uh he takes on uh, I'm just gonna call him Breakdancer. Uh, yeah. So he comes on. The, this Breakdancer comes out of the uh, the audience, and you know he's just like dancing on the on the dance floor, um, and he has this giant afro. <laughs> and one uh, one thing we found out about the movie is anytime you see someone wearing a lot of head garb or have the, this really outlandish hair, he's a master of his craft. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's because they have. Uh, Padding. Right. Well, it's a a wig, and there's heavy, heavy padding underneath because they are going to get subjected to blows to the head and especially the top of the head. So the Tony job beat down. Yeah. And yeah, surprisingly, after like, as the years went on, I've learned that this is probably my favorite fight of the movie. Not in terms of, uh, not in terms of like the physicality of it, but like I feel like this is probably like, as close to realistic as we can get in terms of, uh, for a real fight, because um, this is a real good application of what real fights are actually like, especially in tournament settings. Um, there's a lot of learn adaptability in this fight. If I'm not sure if you understand what I mean, but yes, yes, uh, you can you can clearly see that he's picking up on the movements mm-hmm. of the like the asian afro guy <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, a real fight event will turn into a like almost like a chess match uh, it's like okay what is what is my opponent's strategy does he have patterns like what like what is my best way of uh countering that person's pattern uh and also can i throw feints in there for, like make it seem like i'm predictable but at the same time i'm not and this is a great um visual demonstration of that without being too obvious or without explicitly spelling out like, Oh look, I am learning my opponent's pattern. Uh, but about like saying it to you, um, like verbally, like, you know, you can understand that he's picking up on what the other guy's doing and he's uh, counteracting for say, for example, Afro man 
is throwing the same sequence of kicks. You know, like they're all low kicks and Tony Jaw like blocks them all at first and he pushes them off. And he notices he tries the same combo again. And this time when he knows that the, um, the Afro man is going to throw this high kick, Tony Jaw ducks down and does some sort of like hook kick to the mm-hmm. face. It's like a, it's not a scorpion kick because mm-hmm. it doesn't come around from mm-hmm. directly overhead. Mm-hmm. It's almost like he's, his body has turned horizontal and the, the kick is coming from that end, from yeah. his body being horizontal. Right, right. Yeah. It, it's, that's a good demonstration of like him having versatility, knowing what his opponent's thinking, and just reacting to it. And that's honestly as realistic as a fight can possibly be, uh, visually speaking, for like a, a martial arts film. And that's why I like it so much, because it, blend, it blends uh, you know, like realism and fantasy as much. And then the rest of it is like, obviously um, <laughs> just action movie fodder, right? So we have uh, that moment where he's like, um, he jump, he like runs across the screen, just like throws this really uh, like hard hitting roundhouse kick. You, you know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. But when he's on camera left and he just just charges all the way to the right and just throws his kick, and you can you can sense all the power and energy in that one kick, and you just you see Afro Man just plopping on the floor. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I I, I thought. I thought this was definitely the best segment, but I don't. I don't know if you guys uh, like maybe think that it was kind of underwhelming compared to every other scene in the movie. I want to say underwhelming. Uh, I agree with you on a lot of fronts. That it this was the first time that you see Tony's Tony Jaws uh, critical thinking when it comes to fights. Just like you said, like he's anticipating the movements and he is learning based upon that and uh, if you pay t- attention to fight choreography it becomes very very evident in this fight and then like in later fights he learns that if he's throwing a move or, or thro- throwing a bunch of combinations and if he tries it again he can then kind of fake out right. based on that and then land the move when they anticipate when they think he, they anticipate what he's doing uh, if, if that makes any sense all i want to say about that is um i kind of just enjoy like the rule of three it, which mm-hmm. I'm gonna just call it that. Uh, by usually by the third time of a sudden a certain move, by the third time you've learned how to counter. Mm-hmm. And as corny as it is, mm-hmm. um, it's actually very effective in film. Um, as long as you don't use it too much. Rule yeah. three is everywhere. In yeah. Film. yeah. Look yeah. at comedies. Anytime yeah. there's hits, it's mm-hmm. always in threes. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's just like you can't unsee it once you realize yeah, it. Yeah, but it's so effective and especially when it's in a like a physical action kind of format. Mm-hmm. Um when you have him, you know, getting beat down or whatever and he's trying to change his tactics and um it's just kind of like a, a growing moment overall. Mm-hmm. So it's more in depth. Um it's not just that simple like, oh I'm just gonna change it up real quick like oh like I'm growing as a person. There's like some <laughs> subtle like undertones there. You know, you sprinkle a little like, uh, I don't know, uh, mysticism or spirituality in there. And all of a sudden you got this fantastic. Yeah, uh, it, it leans more towards brutal rather than uh, like brutal violence over mysticism and being like, oh, if I do this sort of uh, hand gesture, I can like right. uh, redirect this person. No, like it's just like hard I was about to say hardcore porn. There's like hardcore action. <laughs> it's a uh, you know it's it's a very uh, aggressive style. Um, and the, even the application of those double knees, that way he takes them out. Like he he lunges at them at him with those those knees at first, 
Uh, it, it, that's just to faint him out, so he he blocks that, but that's all set up for Tony Jaa to downstrike with both mm-hmm. his elbows toward to the head, which explains the afro. <laughs> this, I'm telling you, if you guys can, if you can, grow an afro so that when you get in a fight, you have head protection. Yeah, right. I am bald, so there's I'm only sure so much I can... A lot of people will disagree with you there. <laughs> there's a helmet under there. Right. So uh, Mark is gone, but that's okay, because we heard his recommendation because I said his recommendation. <laughs> so we're good. Uh, Zero and I will cover the rest of this. Um, we left off... Where did we leave off? With the the Afro Man fighter. Uh, okay, I'm done gushing about it. I mean, like, uh, okay, not that I'm done, but I said enough that doesn't make me sound like I'm I'm fucking insane for loving it as much as I do because it's mm-hmm. in the grand scheme of things, it's not the most uh fantastic chore- choreography in the entire film, but I love it for different reasons. Um, it's a good fight. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm. I don't. I don't think it's the best fight. It's. It's hard to say. There's so many good elements of a lot of the fights and a lot of the choreography in this film. I don't know if I could pick like my favorite fight out of it. But it is good. Like if you were to completely just cut it out by itself, you could just watch it on its own, and it, it's good. Sure. It's yeah. good by itself. Yeah. I, you know, I noticed that every fight scene in this movie. Ha- represents like it has like something unique about it right so for this like i feel it's the best representation of like a uh a, a fighter's uh critical thinking like you said before um a good representation of that and then other fights like okay this is more fantastical or it feels like uh, you know this is not grounded in reality at all but whatever and then we all also have representation of like later in the film where he fights one versus many like that's a representation of like a brawl Mm-hmm. And you know, like we have our typical, you know, final boss. We have a car chase scene. Like Tony Jaws trying to cover all bases. Yeah, yeah, that's a great <laughs> way of uh, great way of saying it because it, it's going to be hard for us to just kind of discuss everything because there's he he like he made sure to cover all his bases. <laughs> like you said, there's something for everybody mm-hmm. in terms of uh, action movie fans. Okay, well. You need to explain to me why the next part of this fight scene doesn't suck. Okay, yes. Okay. So so first we have a fight between him and a big burly Australian. Then we get him <laughs> fighting a very quick, nimble Asian man. And now he's fighting uh, Mad Dog. Mm-hmm. I believe he's a European guy. Still very tall, kind of big mm-hmm. uh, compared to Tony Ja. You know, still very, much, much taller and, and bigger, but not as huge as the uh, Australian man okay. he fought. So in this fight, uh, the uh, this European man, his fighting technique is just to smash Tony Jaw with surrounding objects. And I completely understand why people don't like this fight is because it is a non-fight yeah there's no i would say there's no quote-unquote choreography it's messy so uh i like this fight because uh what they've shown you you've kind of already mentioned it before like they're going through the gambit of what tony jaw can do and even though they do this later in the film this fight is to show how much physical punishment he can kind of take whether or not that's visually interesting or whether that appeals to you, then that's just like your personal take. But I was kind of interested because this is a 
this is probably the best definition of a bar fight I've seen in a film. Hmm. Like it's not it's not perfectly choreographed. There's nothing very elegantly going on here. This is two people who really look like they're fighting. I don't know, man. Remember Kickboxer when he had the dance scene? Oh, God. That's a really as, no. as realistic no. as you can get. Tony Ja isn't splitting and shaking his ass for the camera. <laughs> this so when I said that this is Tony Ja taking punishment, this is the other actor literally smashing chairs over him smashing vases smashing plates smashing a a huge uh neon sign over him at one point so yes it it it, it's not the best fight when you compare it to the the first two that came before it but i think it's really interesting in that tony jaw was really getting beaten up for Mm -hmm. this moment and i i completely agree where it it's the choreography is not the best mm-hmm. because it's not supposed to be. It's just him taking all this punishment. Yeah. I think, <coughs> excuse me. I think maybe this fight should have came first or second and it, it should have capped off yeah. with the Afro guy because the Afro guy is probably the best one in this. <coughs> excuse me. Yes and no. In this triptych of fights. But you know, to be frank, he, the mad dog who is the final boss that you just mentioned he he does pose the biggest threat out of all of them because he's just you know he's supposed to be a mad dog he's just you know, like he's just wild so you know tony jaw doesn't actually have a, a real strategy he just has to be aggressive enough to to take him down and and like sure like you want your final boss to be a challenge but again, like there's nothing visually striking about this. It, it's kind of I kind of get bored watching this. Mm-hmm. Every time this this particular fight comes on, I I always skip it. Like there's there's nothing noteworthy about this. Mm-hmm. Even like the the potential hazards that Tony Jaws presented, like when Mad Dog rips out a copper wire out of the wall and he's yeah. Starts, I mean that's where it gets a little silly for me. Yeah, and I don't care. I'm like. Eh. Mm-hmm. He just just run away. It's attached to the wall. Just run away. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, I, I I completely get it. Mm-hmm. I think this this was a really hard fight to place chronologically in the film. Like maybe it should have been its own thing by itself. Like it shouldn't have followed these two fights. Uh, maybe it should have happened first or, or second. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I understand why people kind of feel a little let down when. He, because it this comes after the great fight with the yeah. with the guy with the afro. Yeah. Um, it's like they hyped it up a little. Even the move the characters in the movie hyped it up so they're like, "Ooh, what are we expecting right. now?" Right, because he's like, "Oh no, it's Mad Dog." And then and and we kind of get let down. Right. <laughs> I so, get let down. Right, right. Personally, I when I first saw this, I actually didn't care about it. Like mm-hmm. I I I I had the same feelings like, "Oh, this is this is the last one out of it." But rewatching it, I realized that Tony Jaw is taking a lot of damage. He's taking a lot, of, a lot of damage for this fight. He gets, you know, he gets hit with a refrigerator <laughs> at one point, and then he starts fucking kicking the refrigerator back, and thus pushing the guy through a wall. Mm-hmm. You're right; it doesn't visually look that interesting. But I'm, I'm just thinking about it in terms of if two people were really brawling and this happened, that's it's fucking intense, yeah. right? cinematically it sure. doesn't always work i'm i'm kind of thinking about it in like okay if this really happened this is fucking insane these two people just kind of really really going at it in terms of just breaking their the environment and and literally being in a bar fight 
Uh, okay. There, there's truth to that. Uh, well, one thing that strikes me uh, for Tony Jaw's style of fighting um, that, you know, you get a little bit of that in the previous fights before and, you know, you get a little, you know, you get some of that in this as well. Uh, Tony Jaw, uh, his 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 stances were are not just like, oh, I'm going to punch, you know, throw a single punch or single kick. He will throw a knee and an elbow at the same time. Mm-hmm. Or he'll throw two elbows at the same time. Like, it's it's never, like, um, one line of attack. He's, he's always trying to, like, do different angles. And it's it's very distinctive. Like, you always know when he's... Like, you always... Um, uh, like, like, I guess you described it before, it's very striking. Um, you know, it, it, it's, it stands out. And, uh, like, before that, I have never seen, you know, a, a character just throw uh, something so elaborate. Mm-hmm. Um, and it works, you know, like, uh, you know, in the choreography, it seems like it's, it's very effective and, um, it's memorable and he uses that to his advantage in this particular fight. Like when Mad Dog has the chair at Tony, he, he approaches Tony Jaw with the, you know, like some stool and he counteracts with a knee to block the chair, but also strike the guy in the face. Right. Right. Yeah. You know? So it, it's, you know. I guess we get a demonstration of Tony Jaw's, um, you know, the eff- uh, efficacy of Muay Thai, but but this fight is boring. <laughs> it's just straight up boring. I don't think there's anything about it that's interesting, but that's okay because it's just um, set up for later fights in the movie. Because now we just the whole point of this was to set up that Tony Jaw's, you know, a competent fighter. So it, you know, later fights aren't gonna, you know, they're gonna. Uh, move with the momentum that you get from this fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just want to really move on to <laughs> the later fights of the film because mm-hmm. I feel like we're going to be talking that, about that for a very long time. Right. Well, just just to cap it off, mm-hmm. uh, the way he defeats Mad Dog, it's uh, very very distinctive, uh, very visually uh, maybe not interesting, but you remember the visual. So they he kind of kidnaps uh, you know the female friend. And uh, he brings her to the second floor. Mm-hmm. They eventually scuffle into this uh, this room that can on the second floor that can oversee like the the fight floor. Yep. Mm-hmm. And eventually, uh, he kicks the guy out through the window. And on the way down, he also gets like a knee in right at the same time. Yeah, <laughs> like at the peak of the the jump, you see Tony Jaw leaping out the window as well, and then slamming him in the in the chest. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, okay, I'll give it that. I thought that was uh, I thought that was kind of cute. Mm-hmm. But I don't care about that. <laughs> I don't care <laughs> about that. It's not it's not a good way to end the fight, especially after the afro, uh, afro mm-hmm. dude. Yeah, well then how you end how do you end that though? I don't know. Just mm-hmm. cut it. <laughs> just don't have that that fight. Mm-hmm. But whatever. I, I get it. I, I still appreciate it, but this is this is me nitpicking, obviously. Mm-hmm. Like I think the movie's still fantastic. Uh next fight would be the uh the boxing ring where Tony Jaw fights uh the main bad guy's right hand man. Uh Siming, I think his name is. I guess so. Um I don't remember any character's name. I'm, I'm not any of the you know uh, of the characters but um you know like this is a throwaway match because the the right hand man is it's it's a rigged match you know he can't he can't um he, he can't win the match without like jeopardizing his friends lives so he has to kind of throw the match but but make it seem convincing how so that's the whole 
Um, Man, I didn't know that when I first watched the movie. Like, I didn't, oh, really? I didn't get this whole scene and the fact that he threw the fight. Mm-hmm. I just thought that the guy was more powerful because he doped up before well, the match. They're supposed to. Well, yeah, that, that's true. But also, they're trying to establish that, you know, like, oh, he is so powerful that Tony Jaws really doesn't, shouldn't have to throw the fight and he'd still lose. So, you know, it kind of um, I, Yeah, I got confused because I feel like they didn't even need to say that then, mm-hmm. that he threw the fight. He should have just been like, you lost. Because you clearly see the guy's, you know, putting needles into his <laughs> into his chest. Remember that thought. Mm-hmm. Remember what Zero just said, because we'll get back <laughs> to that later. Um, yeah, this this is not really a fight. It's just, just to establish that this other guy can take hits. He's kind of like tanking it, you know, because we were established before. Tony, even though Tony Jaws is like a smaller dude, you believe all the like the impact of his hits. But here he's just he's like he's like a feather against the mm-hmm. fucking tank. Well, it's crazy. He so the other guy, Saming, they're fighting. So they're actually literally fighting in a boxing ring, mm-hmm. Mai Tai boxing ring. Yeah. In the traditional style, their their hands are wrapped in yeah. the ropes. Mm-hmm. Very, very, very visually stands out. And Tony Jaw is just front kicking this guy in the chest multiple times. And yep. he's just kind of going back a little bit, but constantly, you know, progressing forward just to show how powerful he is, how intimidating he is, especially considering that he took out these two larger men mm-hmm. before. So they're just setting up they're or at least they're trying to set up how strong doping is and then how strong this guy is. Cocaine's a hell of a drug. Yes. <laughs> But that's the whole point of the scene. Like uh, he, not only does Tony Jaa lose, but the Mad Dog—well, he's not Mad Dog. Sorry, that's the other character. Um, the Coke fiend. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, he he doesn't let up. He he wants Tony Jaa to suffer, even though he really like the bell rings and he's declared the winner. He doesn't care. He's he continues to trounce Tony Jaa. But there's no lasting repercussions of that. And the next scene, which. This is my segue into that. Uh, Tony Jaw's fine. <laughs> mm-hmm. he, like, there's no injury, no sustained injury yeah, on I him. I mean, a little bit, but yeah, it, a little, it, it's not fine. Really. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Like that mm-hmm. scene was just to establish who the villain is. It, it you don't give it points for its choreography and such. It's just mm-hmm. there. I mean, I love you. I love the move where he throws Tony Jaw off the ropes and he comes forward. He clotheslines him. And then mm. you said he does like a double a cork. triple cork triple onto, cork? His, onto his side. Yeah, and we see three different angles mm-hmm. for that. People get fucking slammed in the head. They get, you know, uh, they, they fall on their sides. But the the way that Tony, uh, Tony R gets hurt a couple times throughout this film. Like we were just talking about, you know, like Tony Jaw gets lit on fire in the, the scene we we're just talking about right now. And, you know, like there are ramifications um, for that. But earlier in the scene where he's fighting Afro Man, um, he does a very, considering you know what Tony Jaw is capable of, a very simple jump kick, and he lands incorrectly, and he just, he rolls his ankle, and this is the one thing that takes Tony Jaw out of the uh, the making of the film for a solid month because he was hospitalized. Mm-hmm. Just a, a, a just a bruise on his ankle. Yeah, it's crazy considering all the things that they were doing, jumping from like second story, you know, like taking, you know, full force hits to limbs, bodies, face, and whatnot. Him just landing incorrectly is what incapacitated him for a fucking <laughs> month. It's 
This is crazy. It's just crazy to think, you know? Yeah. But I, I just want to talk about that because like, I, I definitely needed to get that out of my system. But uh, back on topic. Uh, so this fight, it, it's, it's all good and all, uh, but Tony Jaw, through a sequence of events, gets his feet uh, soaked in oil. <laughs> and, <laughs> I, lo- I love this. And he's, then, he's running away from gunfire. He jumps over some red, you know, red explosive barrels. And you have to make sure that the camera stays close enough to see his feet land into a puddle of oil. Right, right. It's like it looks like a like a paint bucket, like <laughs> filled with oil. And because he jumps and lands, it gets all over his legs. Oh no! <laughs> and so the gunman shoots at the red barrels as anybody should, yeah. <laughs> and. They all explode. Mm-hmm. Now, if this was a normal American film, that would kill anybody. <laughs> but not Tony Jaa. No, in fact, he gets powered up. He gets a, <laughs> That's a great way to put it. He has firepower now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, now his, now his entire lower body is covered in flames. Mm-hmm. And you know, behind the scenes, uh, it, was, it took a couple tries because uh, like some, you had to get the right amount of flames. And by the way, like uh, if anyone is familiar with like what stunt people have to do when they get you know lit ablaze, you're coated in a lot of jelly. That jelly is so flame retardant um, that it, like it's it's incredibly cold. You, like if you are lit on fire, you know like you don't really actually feel it. In fact, you feel incredibly cold. However, that's only for the surfaces that you're actually covered in. His upper body is not covered in jelly at all. So, um, there's still a hazard there. So when Tony Jaw at first is yes, he's you know he's trying a couple couple times where he's he's doing the movements, uh, lower body lit on fire. But he has to he's lit on fire and he has to wait for the cue to start. There's something about that. Well, it's not the, only wait for the cue. It's he needs to wait for the visually correct amount of flames yes. to engulf his legs. Yes. Yeah, uh, and he's he's just standing there, just waiting for the the, the cue to say like action. But he, like probably in the back of his mind, he's thinking, "I'm on fire right, right now." Like, <laughs> right, my legs feel cold, but my upper body feels really yeah, hot. Yeah, yeah, and again, like uh, being someone who's on, on on production, you have to make sure that there's the right amount, like like Zero said. So uh, the if it's if it's not the right amount, the flames can go out, like you see in behind the scenes. So it happens a couple times. So as a result of that, they try to add more jelly to it and more flame to it. And as a result of that, they added too much flame and it engulfed him. <laughs> and it, was, it wasn't so bad, but I think uh, he, he started to then feel the fire. Yeah. And he like re- literally runs off camera and they have to like, you know, yeah, pat him down. Pat him down. Yeah. And I think that very, that's, off- very, that's very scary. Yeah. It's, it's terrifying. Scary. Imagine getting, well, he ended up losing an eyebrow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, at the time at least. Um, but Hey, uh, we do, they finally figure out a, a good middle ground for it because we, the end product is we see Tony jaw, running around doing these amazing flip kicks while half being lit ablaze. Right. Well, basically what happens is you know he doesn't blow up Mm -hmm. from the multiple barrels exploding. But as you mentioned uh, very, very cleverly, he does power up. He jumps over the barrels 
with his legs on fire and then knees a guy, <laughs> which is something he's been doing, you know, multiple times throughout the movie. But the added stunt effect and visual of him being on fire, you're just like, where is this coming from? <laughs> and so maybe you think that's it. But no, he does a I don't know what it is. Is it a triple? He does like a a cheat seven. Okay, you know what I mean. Like I do tricking. That's what we would call it. In that you do a, uh, you do a spinning kick. You don't do a hook kick, which is when you spin. You throw the first kick that comes out. No, you don't throw the second kick. It's you the throw third. the third kick while all in midair. So his body is rotating twice, and then on the third rotation, that's when the leg comes out to to hit the kick. Right. Yeah. Okay. Right. 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 Mm-hmm. Uh, Again, I can't stress enough how athletic Tony Jaw is because, like, you you have to be a real martial artist or a really competent, coordinated person in order to throw that, let alone be lit on fire while mm-hmm. you're doing it. And um, man, just seeing the stuntmen take the Tony Jaw's flaming foot, just <laughs> clip on his neck and bring him down. Yeah, yeah. That's one of the things I wanted to talk about too. Uh, and I mentioned this uh, a little bit in of all uh, movies, the um, high kick girl uh, episode. <laughs> that masterpiece. Yeah. Yeah. So as much as maybe you didn't like that movie, one of the things that I noticed in that movie is there's, there's not much assistance in terms of uh, the power behind that girl, which mm-hmm. I feel not so much mm-hmm. because one, one of the things you're noticing is when somebody gets hit, their legs are clipping. And what I mean is uh, it's catching on a person's head or their body and that whatever momentum they have is then needed to bring that person to the ground. Mm -hmm. So when high kick girl, I don't believe that girl has enough power to really clip somebody in the neck and then bring them down here. Tony jaw has developed a lot of momentum from the spins from, from the cheat seven or just, his actual physical prowess in order to really bring these people to the ground. And even though it's clipping, which you usually don't want uh, cinematically because it, it looks a little sloppy, mm-hmm. it you know it's real and it works so well. Well, he's really, he's really kicking these people. Well, that's what I mean. Sure, he's yeah. really doing it. And even though it's clipping, he's bringing them down. Yeah, yeah. I, and we were talking about this before. Like, do you... Do you think they were like you're getting a face full of fire and foot? Like mm-hmm. do, I mean, like you have to protect yourself in as many ways as possible. Like, do you think that the person like not only had jelly, but was also like jelly on his face, but was also like padded in some sort of oh, way? Oh yeah. I, I I have no doubt that these people were padded up the wazoo <laughs> whenever they could be. I, yeah. I I started noticing later everyone had hats. Yeah. We're wearing like beanies, obviously, right, right. for padding to protect their heads from yeah, the blows. Yeah. God. Um, yeah, and then, oh man, there's it, it's pretty amazing. Um, and then we have just to wrap up this this particular fight scene. Um, you know, like Tony Jaw does like some sort of um, backwards. Well, he backwards he jumps. Cartwheel he kick. jumps into a conveniently placed <laughs> barrel of water. <laughs> you know to put out the flames and he begins getting choked out with like a like a wire yeah yeah but he he does some backwards cartwheel move to uh, negate that yeah and then like um, fire water you know the visual and the visual then, differences and then we have a, 
a taxi chase scene. I don't care about that. No, that happened before. This. It did. Oh yeah, God, did. I'm so glad we missed. Yeah, we, we skipped missed that because I, okay. I didn't want to talk. We don't need to allow. I don't want to talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this does cap off with Tony Jaw jumping off the back end of a truck and then kneeing a motorcyclist in the face. He is wearing a helmet, mm -hmm. but the helmet explodes. <laughs> Maybe not explodes. It does break into pieces after getting kneed in the face. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I think the, the fact that Tony Jaw was lit on fire steals the show for me. But mm -hmm. hey, I mean, I can't believe that's not the best part. Uh, that isn't the best part of the movie. Because, okay, even though my favorite fight scene was uh, happened before that, I will say the best part of the movie, uh, not as in terms of fight scene, but just the best part of the movie in terms of showing off what a person can do cinematically, like in terms of athleticism, happens at the end of the movie. Uh, they definitely save the best for last because now we see what T Tony Jaw is capable of here. Um, it starts with Tony Jaw like, basically storming the base, like trying to retrieve the Buddha head. And he's just taking on goons one by one. Um, it kind of starts off kind of disappointingly because you and I were watching the behind the scenes and we can see all the action. We're like, wow, this is amazing. Um, we see a lot of things here that, like, honestly, you and I could just, I, I could probably talk about for forever. But. The end product in the movie is surprisingly dark yeah. and very hard to see. I don't know what happened in the editing room here because... It's like another ninja fiasco or like the actual... Sh the filming was fine. Mm -hmm. But then some sort of stylistic decision made it so that we need to make everything dark so we can't see the impact. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand because when you watch the making of, things are very... For the most part, clearly lit. You know, it, it's in a cave, so I can understand why they might have wanted to darken things for some sort of visual effect. And they tinted it orange. Sure, that, sure. that's fine. It's it's that's not excusable. It's not distracting. Mm -hmm. The distracting thing is so f during this first sequence when Tony Jaw is fighting with a kind of not a bamboo staff, but it is like a like a longer maybe metal or wooden staff. It is incredibly dark. Yeah, almost 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 to the point where you actually really can't see what's going on you you can make it out mm -hmm. you might have to watch it a few times just just to, for clarification sure. but it, for for people who, who've never seen it and they're watching for the first time you might be like well, why are why are they going through all this effort when i can't clearly see what's going on yeah yeah i i i'm sure there's hundreds upon hundreds of people who have not seen the behind the scenes and you know like you're i feel like you might be missing out Especially, it has nothing, some things that I would complain about has nothing to do with the um, the color grading of the movie. It's just, uh, for example, there are one long, like long under, uninterrupted takes that they filmed that they decided to cut up in the, the final product, like interspliced with like B-roll or uh, um, shot reverse shots of Tony Jaw's expressions throughout. It was like, I feel like that kind of robs it a little bit. It's like, wow, there's something more amazing about the fact that it is one take that when you put in little edits in between it, that kind of takes the experience out of it. So Tony Jaw comes in here. He, he's blocking all these moves, very elaborate choreography. And at the end of all, like this very long 
at least 10 to 20 second sequence, he throws a knife or a machete at this guy and just barely misses him. Um, and you and I were, before we saw the behind the scenes, we were thinking like, there was no way he actually did that. They probably did some sort of camera trickery to, to perform that. No, he, he actually did that. Unless they did the camera trickery in the behind the scenes. No. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's very odd. It's very dangerous. <laughs> it's very dangerous. You have your, your main performer performing elaborate choreography mm-hmm. and to cap it off with an extremely dangerous move like throwing a machete yeah. at your stuntman. Yeah. Sure, it's not, it's not Jackie Chan where it's landing like right next to his head. Mm-hmm. It's landing pretty close. Sure. But yeah. that, that is so risky. That's uh, such a risky thing to do. Put yourself in the shoes of, I mean, I mean, like, we're not action stars, right? But put yourself in the shoes of someone who's even has some modicum of, like, uh, oh, jeez. <laughs> All right, careful there. Some, um, some modicum. Uh, some modicum of, like, physicality. Like, you, you, you have, um, you, you're, you're an action star, right? So you're, like, you're doing all these incredibly elaborate uh, moves, and you're just, like, nonstop. And you're, you got your adrenaline pumping, and you're spinning around. You're, like, you're twirling your body. And at the very end of it, you have to be coordinated enough to throw this really sharp object close enough to the mark, but not at the mark, because you don't want to kill your stuntman. You know, like that's the, uh, you know, like imagine like spinning like three times and then like, like, okay, aim straight. <laughs> that's not fucking easy. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, when, when you watch it on film, you said, you said before, yes, they, they edit it. It's, mm-hmm. it's uh, not heavily edited, but it's, you know, it's moderately edited. But when you watch it behind the scenes, you're like, oh, they actually did this all the way through. I wonder yeah. why they decided to, to do it like this. Yeah. You know, it's funny. Um, I have when you really think about it, uh, um, sometimes when you watch a film and if the camera isn't moving and you see a one take, it can get kind of boring. Like it's impressive, it's really hard. Uh, you you admire it, but visually it can be kind of boring. But here, I like knowing what they're capable of, especially since the same action director uh, Prana Ritikrai, uh, yeah. I think that's his name. Mm-hmm. Um, that he they and Tony Jaa went on to create uh, Tom Young Goon, and they did this incredibly long, uh, and elaborate but amazing uh, one take. Like they clearly have the talent to make this this relatively short shorter sequence, um, you know, work. Like I don't know why they they felt the need to throw in like these cuts in between it. It's like uh, I'm I'm guessing it's they felt they got the visual in the better angle so they they cut to it okay. um if, if they didn't do it in a one take then i'm guessing that's probably why it, it was you know what it is i think you and i are spoiled because we have watched the behind the scenes yeah because if, yeah. if i if you didn't tell me it was a one take i would not have i would not have honed in on it mm. as much as i do right right now you're thinking about it like, yeah why, why didn't they do it like this yeah, yeah no I, I i get that i get that so man like it's funny that you pointed out earlier this movie is pretty much the perfect demo reel for tony cha like what can he do he can do this he can do this now this is kind of him showing his uh prowess at weapons combat mm-hmm. uh, i mentioned earlier he's got the longer bow staff ish and then he which, switches up weapons too i thought it was really fun that uh the bow staff gets cut in half then it turns into like the double cali sticks yeah. mm-hmm. and then he starts fighting with that and then it's it's really interesting because 
you can you can completely ignore that Tony Jaw has a character in this movie. <laughs> Because he, he, he in most films that's a bad thing. Because he he, he is he is just motivated by I want to get the Ungbok back, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But you'll notice that in this fight, he eventually gets um, the machete. Um, before we get to the moment that you were speaking about before, he's fighting the guy and he's fighting the guy, and he doesn't want to actually kill the guy with it. Mm-hmm. So he instead he kind of throws it at the side of his head. His head more of like an intimidation type of mood mm-hmm. and then the guy starts retaliating then he has to put him down it, if you were looking for some sort of character at all like you can kind of see it in moments like this like he is still a good person he doesn't want to really yeah hurt these guys but he has to it doesn't seem like he has many motivation to kill anyone he's just there to he's here to retrieve the buddha head and he's also a buddhist you know, like their whole it, it's weird this no like especially with this movie like you know they they preach nonviolence <laughs> but <laughs> well, I mean, it's a so you, movie so now that you mentioned that it it reminded me so in the beginning of this movie we get introduced to Tony Ja practicing not katas but that would be the best example of him showing off the different stances. uh mai tai stances or moves and calling out uh, like the names for them and it's great because his master comes and says, now that you've mastered uh, you know, Mai Tai, <laughs> never use it. <laughs> and I never remembered hearing that or seeing that when I first watched it. And I was just as astonished as his character was. Zero. That that's, that's every like sensei character in every movie. Oh, yeah. Uh, if you think about it, like even think about, uh, oh, man. The first thing that comes to mind, like Kung Fu Panda, where he's like he teaches um, uh, the villain. He was he was his his his, his teacher. He's like uh, he he f- realizes the folly of teaching his students the vi- the the violence that he eventually is you know uh, has um, you know, he's proficient at. You know, it's like every story arc when it comes to student and teacher. However, I'm so glad this movie didn't harp on that. Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't yeah. like it wasn't the central focus of this. It, it like, it's so mm-hmm. odd because he says never use it again, and then he fucking beats the shit. But out you of know, everybody if you think about it, that's why the first half, well, maybe the first half, half third of the movie doesn't have much hand to hand combat. Yeah, he he is. Because he's trying to... He's holding back. You can clearly see he's kind of holding back. Mm -hmm. He's only throwing hits to really just take people out. And so he doesn't like... You know, he's not wailing on anybody. He's not really delivering uh, punishment that is like over the excessive amount. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Uh, But here (laughs) in the last fight, we've come a long way because now Tony Jaws fucking everyone Well, well, he's really mad now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like, He's so mad. There's a fire in his eyes. You, could, <laughs> you, you might, you might say. Uh, I wonder what you're referencing. Uh, he's, he's just thinking, like, man, city folk are really fucking mean. <laughs> I want to go back to my village. So at at the, at the end, he's he's taking on all these goons. He's taking them out all on one one. Uh, my favorite part, especially both behind the scenes and in the film, is him taking that uh, his jacket or whatever and throwing it over some guy's head. And he uses the opportunity to take some sort of long bow staff. Well, the same, thing. the same bow staff he's been yeah, using. Yeah, smash him over the head. Um, man, 
there that's hard man that when you is, watch the behind the scenes it's so a little hard rough. to watch it's be- rough because it's rough okay remember anyone who has some sort of uh hedge uh headdress head uh, head robe over them clearly are padded like this guy's probably wearing some sort of decked out helmet mm-hmm. um and, as and he see, does in the behind the scenes you see he wears like a helmet but come padding. on <laughs> do you really want to be smashed but don't don't think football helmet which has a lot more padding mm-hmm. a lot more thicker i'm i'm talking about like think about um like a watermelon no, like <laughs> hollowed out water, watermelon no, i'm thinking about like a kickboxing helmet you know oh, it's yeah. it's thick in padding mm-hmm. but if you're getting you know like slammed in the side of the head with, with the bow staff Ugh. and it's multiple times we got to see multiple takes of it yep. uh, slightly different angles oh it's brutal to watch they're like no that wasn't a good take do it again do it again you know mm-hmm. sometimes like tony job will completely miss other times i'm thinking man what what makes them believe that tony jaw's that accurate that he's not just gonna smash him over the shoulder and just take this guy yeah that could have been the entirely. neck yeah which probably wasn't protected uh, no it, it, and you mentioned it uh too when we were watching it what if uh, the pole wasn't as far out and it just swiped across his eyes? Yeah, because you, you see at, towards the end of that that his eyes weren't protected at all. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, why? Right? <laughs> why yeah. isn't there a visor there? Mm-hmm. Like, like uh, his head's covered anyway. It's just have whole full protection. I don't understand this. Mm-hmm. Whatever. End product ended up being great anyways, even though they did like. 20 takes of this they're like hey you want to get smashed in the head again mm-hmm. why not it's all for the art yeah yeah um so we have like a lot, a lot of things that happen in the dark you know like for example when tony jaw is climbing up the wall he does a wall run and as a guy is running at him he jumps over the guy i can't stress enough how fucking high tony jaw can jump <laughs> And the the camera he does is not kind, skip leg day. The camera is like kind of at a lower angle, so he looks even like higher than it really is. It's 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 insane. <laughs> and then uh, so I I watched the behind the scenes afterwards, and because I now pay closer attention to fights, I did notice that anytime someone was about to get hit uh, on the head, they did lower it in order mm-hmm. to protect the top of the head because right. they were wearing protection. I, I thought that was a little weird. It, it took me out of it a little bit because I thought, oh, they're all anticipating it. But then I realized it's okay. You know, it's they fine. have to protect their heads. Right. Uh, it, it can't be 100% realistic where they are not anticipating the blow. So right. they just get hit like on the forehead or something. Yeah. Oh, it might be a reactionary thing. But not the face. Anything but the face. Right, right. But the thing is, they properly filmed in slow motion here. Mm-hmm. So you, it, the footage slows down, and then you see the guy looking up. Oh, shit. And then he has to lower <laughs> his head to make sure that Tony Jaw doesn't you know, clock him in the forehead yeah. and give him a concussion. Right, right, right. Oh, man. <laughs> Just imagine being on set and like, hey, how are we going to... Like, what, do you, what did you do today? Oh, I got smashed in the head 20 times. <laughs> Uh, later in the film, like by later, I mean like literally like, like five seconds later, uh, we, we finally get out of the dark and we can now like it where things are better lit. Yeah, we're, is, we're in the more like opened, uh, final set piece mm-hmm, where mm-hmm. there is a 
literally a giant Buddha statue which that I, they're excavating. Uh, which I didn't excavating. know until we watched the behind the scenes. I didn't know that was a real set. Looked I, like a miniature. Yeah. I, I was so sure it was a miniature. Yeah, apparently that Buddha head was made out of styrofoam. However... It's uh, fucking I thought, big. Yeah, it's, it's huge. huge. It's fucking huge. They said it was still heavy, even though it was made out of styrofoam. But, you know, um, spoiler alert, it falls on someone. Um, and, like, I mean, like, that's the only CGI trickery in the entire film. But I gotta give it props. Like, I, it's, a, it's amazing that they actually put the effort to create this massive set and make it so elaborate. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it, it's distinctive. It's visually distinctive. Yeah, yeah. Man, it's weird. Because I didn't know if it was real or not uh, before I watched the behind the scenes. And I kept thinking that that can't be real. And I got distracted because I kept thinking it wasn't real. Mm-hmm. But it, it was. It's just, it's so weird. You know, when you yeah. think about that, like, that can't be real. So you're distracted. But then it turns out it, it actually was. Right, right, so. right. But, uh, so that's just the backdrop. But as the action has to keep on going, mm-hmm. we have more more goons who appear. Mm-hmm. I guess they're like the sub-sub boss. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So now we're done with this set that weapons mm-hmm. fight. You yeah. Know? So at least everything is kind of separated out. So there's no more weapons going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is now him. I would say this is where Tony Jaw is doing a lot more flashier moves. These are some of the most physically impressive things I've ever sc- seen on screen. Um, we have, I think, is this the part where we see what would eventually become, uh, the Scott Atkins kick? Yeah. This is, I, I asked you about that earlier, so I don't know, I don't know the timeline and whatnot. I'm well, pretty Scott, sure Tony I think Jaws Scott older. Atkins came into fray, like, around, like, the medallion, you know, like, when the medallion came out. I think that was about the same time. But, okay. you know, like, he wasn't a big star at the time. You right, know, like, right. It wasn't until a little later in the 2000s. So, when I was watching this movie, I kept on thinking about Ninja. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember Ninja, the warehouse fight. Mm-hmm. But, like, all, man, like, all the moves in that fight are, like, I don't want to say lifted. That's not fair. Because, but, like, yeah. they are, they're not framed the same way, but those are the moves. Well, Ompox have very, you know, like inspired a lot of action stars mm-hmm. and actual action movie makers. Right, right. I don't want to say Scott Atkins ripped them off. That's not. No, no I wouldn't yeah, say yeah. that. But, uh, but Scott you, Atkins has a signature move, mm-hmm. and it's it's everyone calls it the Atkins kick, where he he jumps in midair and he throws a kick behind him, and you know, in midair, fine, I'll excuse it because it's fine. But you know, like everyone coins it as the Atkins kick, but I might. I might even say that like Tony this Jaw, is where it came from. Yeah, predates that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Maybe I don't know if he's ever said that. I know, I know when he was working for on Triple Threat, he said he always wanted to work with Tony mm-hmm. Jaw. He was always a fan. Yep. I mean, a, a, once Ong Bak became popular, everyone saw this. So I everyone don't was a fan. exactly. I don't deny that he hasn't seen this movie, yep. but I'm I'm curious if he if he ever said on record like oh yes i saw this i wanted to replicate that mm-hmm. yeah 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 uh, it it was very distinctive because like f what i i was one of those people who attributed um that kick to scott atkins but now watching this i'm like oh shit that's the atkins kick mm-hmm. this is before atkins time right maybe you know like we should be calling this the jaw <laughs> kick the tony kick mm-hmm. <laughs> it's great uh yeah well, so i feel like Tony Jaws' more signature move now would be the his, Webster. 
what's the Webster? The Webster is a front moving. It's a one legged front flip kick. So a forward flash kick. Yeah. Well, that's a so good when way I to say flash me. kick, if you yeah. think of Street Fighter Two, mm-hmm. Guile's move is he does a backflip, mm-hmm. jumping backflip straight up, but the leg one leg is out, so it's kicking your opponent. Uh, we have different terminologies for it, but yeah. sure. Well, yeah, yeah. I, I'm trying to. Uh, verbally and visually explain it in terms <laughs> we'll just call of, it the forward front flip yeah, right? yeah. forward front fl- yeah, oh the one-legged front flip is yeah one that's the best way to put it yeah. but man like the amount of he gets a lot of hops he, he has, has a lot to of hops. do in order to do that mm-hmm. thinking about doing a front flip but also keeping the leg out in order to kick oh, geez yeah yeah I, I can't stress enough how fucking high he jumps <laughs> it's he's so he has so much aerial control well you know what's crazy too is all the people he's fighting or at least the majority of them are taller than him, <laughs> so he can't just do it normally and kick somebody his own night. He has to put a little more extra effort because he has to have the impact be that much taller than him. Zero. We are forgetting that we start this fight, this part, this segment of the fight with Tony Jaw see overseeing like eight people in front of him, mm. and he he jumps on he like everyone's standing you know at his eye level or higher. And the first thing he does instinctively, because I would do this too, would be to leap my leap up, catapult myself off of some guy's shoulder, and then jump across all of them, like double their height, and then elbow mm-hmm. the guy at the end in the face. Right. That's totally what I would do. <laughs> yeah. So we got a we got a taste of this earlier in in the chase scene where mm-hmm. he he doesn't know how to uh, escape a bunch of goons. So he literally jumps on all their shoulders. See, that was just foreshadowing. Yes. Yes. Now now that we're here, like, Oh, this guy will take advantage of anyone's, uh, basically (laughs) parkouring over people. Right. Yeah. And it's, it's, I, there's parts of this movie where I, I can't believe there's no wire work. Mm -hmm. And this is a good example. Cause I, I don't know how those people were able to withstand like a, what I'm going to assume a hundred and, 120 to 40 probably would sure like yeah imagine someone just did that plus you're adding like all that momentum Mm -hmm. on like how are you able to support someone well they probably need to be in a very good shape as well just to like tighten up enough yeah yeah, to brace and then kind of help to catapult off their shoulders (laughs) (laughs) but he gets Oh my he god! He herniated all their discs. He gets so much height from that, and then to land with the elbow on top of the guy's head. <laughs> oh my god! Jesus it's Christ! In, it's insane. I'm not done talking about how fucking athletic this guy is. Um, he does. My, I've talked about the 540 kick a thousand times. Um, 540 is when you throw a tornado kick. If you don't know what a tornado kick is, shame on you. Uh, a 540 is the tornado kick, um, but just you're jumping. Uh, you're throwing, you're jumping off of and landing on the same kick, uh, same leg while throwing the kick. Um, he does it twice. He does. He throws one and then he throws one immediately afterwards. Mm-hmm. And well, I thought that well, was the impressive first kick enough. doesn't land. It's mm-hmm. almost like a fake out. Right? No, he hits two people. Oh wait, sorry, sorry. You're talking of a different scene. Never mind. Oh okay, no. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's, okay. there's plenty to talk about, and I don't think we're gonna be able to talk about everything. But I thought that was the height of, you know, like his. Oh, okay. It, it's two goons are kind of standing side yeah, to side. side, side and yeah. then he goes from right One. to left across the screen. <laughs> like that could have been a comedy moment in itself, but it's not. It's, it's just impressive 
how fluid he is with his motion. Yeah, yeah. It's fucking, uh, you know, like they said it themselves behind the scenes. Like he uses a good combination of like, uh, you know, his Muay Thai background and also his, you know, gymnastics abilities. But I thought that was impressive enough. But, and, and, and don't, I don't know if that was Tony Jaw inventing the move. But what I do know is I'm pretty sure Tony Jaw invented another move uh, in the film where in behind the scenes, he, you know, he's, he's rehearsing all the different um, movements to make sure that he doesn't get hurt. No one else gets hurt. But he tries this one move, also 540 related, where he jumps up and does a kick. Like, imagine, again, put yourself in the shoes of someone who has to uh, jump off of your right leg and then swing it, kick someone land on the same leg right but um for this particular move he is doing that swinging around and then he has to rotate again and then land the leg um am i even explaining this correctly it's it's really hard to you're doing two twists in midair yeah yeah and he lands his knee onto the ground and he has to practice this move several times behind the scenes and behind you know uh behind closed doors he he fucked up his elbow and it actually you know it it can be a little bit of impediment one of the bones broke he said (laughs) yeah that's just the the cost of being an action star right and like the rest of the film like he had to you know they had to stop every once in a while every time he had to throw something uh, involving his his elbow um but yeah, like he invented this move, and I actually don't think I've ever seen that replicated ever. I yeah, I have never seen that done again. I, it, I, well, because it's so impractical. It's kind of like a, a wrestling move because I don't think anybody can spin that amount of rotations without really just landing on your side. Yeah, like that's just all it is. Because he does it visually it looks cool. He lands uh, the leg across the guy's like chest or stomach. Yeah. He lands on his side, but I think that just hurts him because he has to land on his elbow as well. He's got to land on his hips. It's, it's extremely impractical. It just looks, it just really, really cool. Yeah. Well, that's the whole point of it. Mm -hmm. It's supposed to be uh, impractical, but he wanted to go for, you know, uh, the next level of, you know, what he's physically capable of. Yes. It's fucking amazing. (laughs) But obviously if it fucked up his elbow, but Hey, the price you pay for art. Mm Mm-hmm um man what else is there to talk about and because uh, there's just too much for well, the, the there's scenes. well there's that moment where when we were watching the behind the scenes you find out that um so uh, we've mentioned this many times uh and we'll just say this again there are so many moments where people are getting hit in the head <laughs> clearly very visually clearly getting hit in the face there's that one moment where he hits i believe he kicks the one uh, henchman in the face and he actually fell to the ground unconscious because of the oh. power. He does a cheat it. seven, and he he lands a hit. <laughs> yeah, I was surprised because I I didn't know that watching the film, but I guess it makes sense. I think that's the take in there. It looks it looks like it was. Yeah, but you wouldn't know that, right? You wouldn't know exactly that because if anybody gets a hit, hit to the face, they're gonna naturally fall to the ground. But right. this guy actually fell to the ground unconscious, and he said he doesn't remember. He didn't remember. <laughs> Like what happened? I was like, man, that's that's rough. I don't know if you ever fell unconscious, but that's usually what happens. Mm-hmm. You don't remember like everything prior. To prior me. to it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's scary. That's pretty scary. <laughs> um, yeah, we also have <laughs> Tony Jaw. Um, you know, he, he does a lot of like mid-air strikes. You know, like the one instance where he 
he meets a guy in midair and, and like knee strikes him and then they just come crashing down like you again uh, if you have one the basic laws so of that's, physics we're, so we're jumping a little bit ahead, we, we right? are yeah, a little okay. bit but like I, I it's really sure, hard sure. to stay on topic or like stay linear with this like he's you know if the laws of physics you know like uh what is it um I, Newton's laws of physics, you know, like if one thing's going one direction and the other one goes the other direction, they kind of cancel each other one out and they come right, crashing right. down. So they're basically two guys standing on opposite platforms and they literally jump at each other yeah. in midair. Yeah. It's always weird. I always wondered what would happen because I, I feel like in movies, uh, especially Hong Kong movies, mm-hmm. uh, the more powerful person would kick the other one aside, yeah. right? But in reality, nobody has that amount of power, so they're going to meet in the middle and then just kind of fall, yeah. fall equally. What we were saying before about you know, the fact that like um, subtle, realistic physics, you know, like that we see in this movie, feel a lot more brutal than like the fantastical things. Like, you know, like fucking, I mean, yeah, I, I like Yun Wu Ping, but then at the same time, like it's so exaggerated that it doesn't feel real sometimes. Yes. Um, which is fine for the style, but you know, but this movie starts to introduce like more brutal, realistic action. But it looks more subtle, but you feel it more mm-hmm. because it isn't so you know exaggerated. Um, well, it's weird. It's exaggerated because I feel that no one has really seen this. Yeah, yeah. I think that's why this is also kind of a milestone. People, yes, we've had we've had pretty brutal hits in Hong Kong cinema before. Mm-hmm. In, I kept on thinking of Eastern Condors where uh, UNBO was like kicking those guys like right square in the jaw, square in the face. Like those are brutal. Mm -hmm. Those were two instances in the movie. In (laughs) Ong Bak, there are multiple, multiple, multiple instances of people getting hit square in the face. (laughs) And they don't, we don't linger on it like we did in Mm -hmm. something like Eastern Condors. Yeah, yeah, Like, a a few times they, you know, we get the slowdown, but, like, it happens so much in this movie that your brain... You can't process. (laughs) Kind of, yeah, kind of. Uh, I want to talk about that that front flip... (laughs) Where he does a front flip and lands uh, like square into the chest of this guy who is uh, lying on his back. Oh, yeah. So he's already kind of kicked them down. He's lying on like this table. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, man, I've never done a stunt like that before. Like, it, you know, like it, I've done front flips and landed on my knee, but I don't know what it's like to be the recipient of that. <laughs> I can't imagine how much force... Even with padding, even with like the right procedures, like I don't know what the right procedures are to make sure that you nullify the impact of that because mm-hmm. you're wearing some sort of chest padding, I guess. Yeah. But you're still getting two knees and a whole human body into into your your rib area or or higher. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you brace for that? You don't. <laughs> you, you don't. <laughs> you, yeah. You just take it. And that's it. <laughs> uh, again, fucking. He makes flips so look so effortless. Mm-hmm. It's so easy for this guy. Ugh, uh, so should that bring us into the final fight now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, spectacle aside, uh, this is um, the the final fight. You know, the, delivers on like again another thing that you can find um, you know like unique. And interesting about it that you think you can't get in the other one. So yeah, it makes up for the the ringside fight that we saw before in the boxing ring, 
Um, you know, because that one wasn't really a fight. It was just a showcase that the last boss is just, you know, a last boss for a reason. Um, but this fight is like, let's just show off Muay Thai versus Muay Thai. So we finally, we get the, uh, a representation of that too. Like, again, like I, we said it multiple times, Tony Joss covering all his bases, like making mm-hmm. sure that every fight scene, every action scene in this movie um, represents, uh, you know, the best of what, um, you know, action can be. Um, and in this fight, I my favorite thing about it isn't even the choreography, like the elaborate things in terms of like blocking and, and you know, like, oh, like you throw this move, I'll block it, block it, block it, and I'll, I'll retaliate with this. It's the fact that it's as realistic to a real, okay, well, it's kind of realistic in the sense that um, in a real uh, Muay Thai fight or like a real fight in general, people don't always block. Sometimes you yeah. just take the hit. Mm-hmm. You just take the hit and just move on with it. And here, like you, you get us, you know, a exchange of blows. There is no choreography. It's just like he's gonna round kick, roundhouse kick you in the face. You just take, you just take it. It doesn't knock the other guy out, but he just continues to move, mm-hmm. uh, and and the the fight continues. Sometimes a hit will land, and it doesn't. It's not a finishing blow, and that's how real fights are. <laughs> so. When I first watched this movie, I guess I didn't really think too much of this fight. Mm-hmm. I wasn't really looking at choreography so closely. Mm-hmm. Uh, watching this movie again, I really, really like this fight a lot. Mm-hmm. And echoing what you said, this is a really great uh, way to show like non-choreography. When I say non-choreography... But there meaning, is, but there's meaning, also moments Meaning it aren't. doesn't look like it's a dance. Like It doesn't look like it's staged. This really does look like two people duking it out. Like, as you mentioned, you get people taking hits. Like, there's not a lot of blocking. They're absorbing roundhouse kicks to the sides, to the legs. They're taking hits to the face. It's extremely brutal. And there's long, not long in the sense that um, it's maybe only a couple of seconds, uh, more than like two to three to four seconds, maybe like 10 seconds. But there's long sections of choreography where they're just going at it right without a cut so it i i feel for the actors like <laughs> who had to absorb the mm-hmm. blows and then for tony jaw who had to like take all those hits to the face yeah yeah and, and it's not a one-sided thing which i was expecting you know because you know well we were established that the villain is a tank but prior to him doping himself up uh he's the one who's actually delivering the hits and tony's just break, you know, just accepting them, absorbing them, as as you said. It's like, okay, you you punch, you you kicked me a couple times. It doesn't matter. It's not knocking me down, so I'm gonna keep going. Mm-hmm. Um, so it it feels kind of even and kind of fair uh, at times until <laughs> <laughs> my fa- my one of my favorite laugh out loud moments in this movie. Is, oh no no no! You're one of your favorite, not yeah, your one favorite. Of, well, yeah. one of them is so the main bad guy, uh, Saming, I believe his name is. Sorry if that's not correct. Uh, he realizes he's kind of not, you know, he's 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 taking a lot of damage. Yeah. Well, he gets the double fist into the face. Oh my god! The, oh man! Like, what's that? Is that a rabbit punch when you do the two fists? I don't even know. What, uh, I didn't know the term for it. It's it's uh, so rabbit punch is when you kind of go horizontal, but mm-hmm. you do the two fists. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but when it comes from underneath, I don't know if that's still a. It's rabbit like a double punch. uppercut. How about yeah, that? Yeah, okay, we'll it perfect. Like it's like a double uppercut, and the guy takes it in the chin oh it's fucking brutal Ugh. Ugh. and 
man, every time I watch this, I'm just, I'm always like, oh, like, <laughs> God, I can't believe they're taking those hits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, the main bad guy realizes he's he's taken a lot of damage. And so while he's on the ground, you get this great moment where, uh, so earlier you saw he he doped up. He had, mm-hmm. he had the uh, syringe full of uh, whatever. It doesn't matter. It doesn't uh, matter. So in meth, the in, in this moment, he has like five syringes that he's just stabbed into his pectoral muscle <laughs> and is injected. And now you know it's he's gone super shredder. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's gone full bane or whatever it is. Pretty much. Yeah, and he, he, now he's now he's back to being a tank times five because he has five syringes in him. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know. Like, <laughs> Tony Jaw isn't able to take him down because he's just, you know, he's fighting a, a, a monster. So as the villain has him in a chokehold, Tony Jaw looks up and remembers religion and <laughs> he overpowers the, the villain. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like, yeah, like the way that he takes him down, uh, man, it. There's it's, a lot. It's the uh, well. He does the the elbow, the elbow strike. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, we get the CGI blood. Yeah. In, in what moment. little CGI in the movie? I think is excusable. It's fine. Yeah, I was fine with it. I, I understand that they were really trying to bring home, like, okay, this was a, a pretty bad blow, mm-hmm. and they probably didn't account and the sound for it. editing too. Because yeah. every like the sound editing's great um, because it's diverse enough and you, you you feel it. But like this was unique you don't hear this particular sound until this very moment to really sell to bring home the fact that like this one's supposed to be a finishing blow except it's not it's not <laughs> it's just, so spoiler it's like, yeah <laughs> yeah um there's this one move that tony jaw does and i actually don't remember the moment he, like who he does it to he does a like twirl move he twirls three times and like and twice the, in the air and, and then, then he, he punches punches him. yeah is it against him no or no, no. Someone it, else, it's the, earlier who, who, in the with the uh the goons yeah i, I never thought it looks i want to say it looks ballerina-esque yeah. because he does the triple he literally does a triple yeah. axle yeah. with a with a hand with a fist out yeah yeah um it looks so ineffective but vis- <laughs> but visually yeah, it, it's fun to watch. <laughs> like, who does that? <laughs> Spins around and throws a punch. You know, there's a saying in, in tricking. Uh, you know, like, you, you, you can do a lot of flashy things with your legs, you know, to make it look like, uh, you know, like, very athletic and, and you know, gymnastic-y. Mm-hmm. But you can't do anything with your arms. And then here, <laughs> he does something with his arms. Like, that looks kind of silly, but whatever. But, uh, that yeah, was it's, cool. It's cool, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that it, it that move really straddled the line. <laughs> I guess that's why tricking has no R movements. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and then he takes out that guy, and then the the main guy. The so villain. how does he take out the main bad guy? Why am I blanking on this? Actually, you you, you might have to answer this. Uh, you you rolled oh, your eyes oh, so oh, hard oh, at oh, this oh, moment. Oh, oh, oh. no, no, because I was too focused on plot stuff. I, we're yeah. not talking about that. Yeah. Uh, so when the main bad guy's um, um he's finally he's down. Being, he's being down the 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 cousin. Doesn't matter. And then uh, Tony Jaw runs into Frey. He he has he he pummels the villain onto the ground and he does a wall run off of uh, well, the he, scaffolding. Yeah, he jumps off to the scaffolding. Yeah, and then he. <laughs> grabs onto his ankles and comes crashing down. What did they call it? 
what does he call the move? I think they said Some... bird coming home. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the like bird that. coming home. So if you think about it, both <laughs> knees are directly pointed at the ground. He's kind of arched his back and his head kind of up. He's in this very weird pose. Um, it's very visually distinctive, uh, but it's weird. How can we describe it? Like, how, when, how, when else would you be in that kind of position? Like, if you're doing a yoga move and you're you're on your knees. Well, think about grab think, think oh. about if you were to uh, just get on your knees in general, uh, grab your ankles, but then lean your body all the way back. It's like when you're giving a blowjob and then like, the guy keeps on walking towards you. And you're like, okay, wait, 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 back up, back up. Oh no, okay, I guess I'm I'm over here now. Sure, that's also <laughs> yeah, that's where my brain that would went. also put you in that position. I mean, I guess if you think of it that way. Well, that's what I'm saying. If you think you, of it that way, it's a little less awkward. <laughs> so he comes crashing down both knees the, like <laughs> aimed at this guy's chest and it's apparently so effective that it breaks the ground that they're standing yep. on and they go crashing through the scaffolding through the whatever the hell they're on yeah <laughs> um that's how you end the movie in action wise at least mm-hmm. uh we have a sad ending depending on where you are in the world and what version you you see, and I, regardless of what it is, I don't want to spoil it, but I will say, you know, uh, I guess some audiences, uh, based off of how the distributors thought that um, you, you, you know, you'd feel about the ending, a certain character may or may not live. Mm-hmm. And I, I didn't care about this character through all, throughout the whole movie. I, I, thought, didn't, I didn't care about his arc either. I, yeah, I, well, we said his. Well, there's mostly just men in the movie, so I guess right. that's not really a spoiler. Mm-hmm. Uh, he died, like... I think him dying is fine. Like you know, it's a, it's it, it works. It, it for needed the movie. it needed to happen. Yeah. It, it would have felt kind of cheap if he didn't. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like I can't. I haven't seen the version where he. No, wait. Have I seen the? I might have seen the version where he lived. No, no. I saw the version where he lived. Um, and I thought that was kind of weird. I'm like, oh, everything that led up to this made it feel like he was bleeding out everywhere, mm-hmm. and he gets crushed by the aforementioned buddha head so it's like how is he alive he's not <laughs> so um they go back to the village and that's it that's they it. return that's, the buddha head. that's literally that's it yeah we have skipped the plot but that's not the point of the movie mm-hmm. you are here because it is one of the pinnacles of action yeah i would is that an exaggeration say, I, I i mentioned earlier i think milestone is a very appropriate word uh yes there are movies that have done like brutal hits the face mm-hmm. as i as i did say earlier like i saw in eastern condors yep. but this movie just ramp like they they really realized that they needed to make a mark mm-hmm. they they knew what they were doing uh unfortunately those poor poor thai stuntmen had to suffer for this <laughs> but uh, it this is cemented in itself in movie history mm-hmm. even even if you don't watch martial arts movies like i think a lot of people do realize that this was kind of a big deal yeah 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 exactly uh, I, there's so many references to this movie in different industries like i mentioned before ufc mma um you, you have like uh you know like all these action stars who have utilized um, you know, Tony Jaws moves, you know, like again, uh, Scott Atkins, like we said before. And, you know, like, um, I feel like there's like a whole wave of uh, action movies that have directly and indirectly um, uh, borrowed 
you know, influence from this movie. Like, I actually don't think the Raid movies would be a thing if it weren't for Ombak. Mm-hmm. Because um, they, they, you know, like, that's another milestone, in my, in my opinion, in terms of uh, action. But uh, Ombak is the predecessor for that in terms of, like, what you can show um, and what you can phys- you, uh, be physically capable of uh, in, in action cinema. Um, fuck yeah. Like, it doesn't matter if you're an, uh, a martial arts uh, enthusiast or not. Like, if you like action at all, you need to watch this. That's, that's it. And this is, I, don't, I don't even think that's a, an opinion thing. You just need to watch yeah, the film. Yeah, this is, like, like mandatory reading, yeah. mandatory watching. Uh, and I will say, you, you pointed out his name earlier. Uh, Pena... Pena... Read to cry. Read to cry. Yeah, sorry. The, uh, we don't know Ty. Yeah, sorry. Uh, but he's the action choreographer <laughs> for Tony Jaw on his major films. Unfortunately, he passed away. Uh, but man, like he did this. Uh, he worked. I believe he worked. He was on Tom Young Goon. Tom Young Goon. He did. Um, was he in Chocolate? No, I'm not sure. Uh, I him. think the director of this movie did Chocolate. Oh, so okay. I can't remember. Director. Okay. Um, but I believe he did a, a, a awesome. Uh, Thai Sun film uh, Born to Fight. Mm, I really want to okay. show you guys that. That one's great. That one's more of the crazy stunt work. Oh shit! Okay. Yeah, I, I would really love to show you guys. Yeah, that I was one. gonna. I was gonna ask in the beginning of this, but but I forgot. You know, I had, but after watching Tom Young Goon and then this movie, um, you know, I, I was curious about Panarita Cry's um, you know, other works because mm-hmm. you know, uh, apparently Tony Ja. I mean, prior to uh, Ong Bak, like there's you know the industry was kind of comparatively fledgling so there's only so many people who can work with so he was but he was like um he he looked up to uh prana and, and you know wanted to really work with him um so you know i, I was very curious and like what made tony Jaw feel that way it's like was is there anything preceding ong Bak that we should watch and anyone who's listening who yeah born who, yeah. born to fight Born to Fight preceded yeah. that? Oh, yes, it did. Oh, I thought it yeah, that's why. Yeah, I want to show you guys that. It's, it's. Uh, I believe he's in it actually as well. Oh, really? He's yeah. In, oh shit. Okay. I, be, I believe so. I could be wrong. Sorry, but uh, yeah, I'll, I'll show you guys that film. Even okay. if, even if we don't talk about it, like just, just to show you, yeah, yeah. it's like, it's basically ninety minutes of people like beating each other. It's <laughs> <laughs> so Ongbar. Yeah. It's Ongbar again. No, no, okay. but this is like it's like almost the whole movie. It's it's. That's ins- fantastic. It's insane how much damage there is going on to bodies in that movie. Uh, yeah. Just uh, my my way of closing this off is uh, I'm I want to put myself back into early two thousands. I don't know how this movie was discovered. Like, um, uh, this was early internet, so that's how I found it, out about it. I was on uh, forums. Do you think someone just like? I mean, it's always hard to pinpoint who you know contributed to it, to what, right? But you know. Obviously, they wanted to make the next next best thing, but maybe just some guy, just one dude, walked into a video store. Is like, oh, what's this? And then you pick it up. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, Holy there shit. there is distribution, you know. Sure, like sure, the, sure. This yeah. this did well in Thailand. They knew what they had, right? And uh, I think it just it it got lucky. There was a lot of word of mouth because of the martial arts community. I found out through it from from forums because people are like. You gotta watch this. This is the next thing, and, right? And I saw it. I was like, "Yes, you're absolutely right." But for me, it was word of mouth, as with everyone. And um, you know, like distribution can only do so much, right? Especially right, when you break. Right. If you are the first, this is a landmark movie, right? So the first of anything is always a gamble. Yes. So, like, who knew that this would be the one to you know 
set the stage for Thai cinema. Mm-hmm. And you know, not to say that every Thai film needs to be on park, but right. just saying like that it kind of jump started a lot of like what we eventually expect to see from th- both Thai movies and also uh, action cinema. Mm-hmm. Fuck, uh, uh, it's kind of weird because uh, I, I, it's, it's weird to be uh, incredibly negative to, to a movie, but it's also weird to be entirely positive about a movie. But for this, I really don't know how I can be negative about it. it it's well, I mean, the story, you know, it's it's forgettable. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. But you're not here for the story. Exactly. So it doesn't it, matter. The, it, the story is extremely, extremely serviceable to get Tony Jaa to beat up yeah. everyone. Yeah. <laughs> and that that's completely fine. I don't care about any of these characters. Uh, if anyone, if anything, I kind of care about Tony Jaa a little bit, mm-hmm. but not really like there's a moment where all of the villagers are, are giving him his money to go on this quest to get the ungbok and i thought that was kind of nice because it was all the you know the sad old people of the village they were really really trying to drive it home that if they didn't get this head the head of buddha back like they would just be done right, it would right. be the end end for them so i kind of thought that was nice but then after that, it's just like the Tony Jaa show, and he's kicking everyone's ass. But that's what you want. Yeah, <laughs> that's no, no, that's exactly movie. what you want. Yeah. So sometimes you want you you know sometimes you want character. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes there's really great fights, uh, and we mentioned this before, like uh, for Ip Man, for example, like some of those fights are extremely character motivated and plot motivated, where the fights are elite are uh, elevated because you really want him to win. Right. In this, it's I. It's like I didn't want him to win, but it was it was satisfying that he did win. Yeah. Well, also he's the star, but also like he's he's you know he he's capable of a lot of things on screen. So I like I just want him to win because he can show off what he's capable of. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. so yeah, the plot's serviceable. It needs to show off the the action star's prowess. I think at some certain point in my life, I was like, oh, Ungbok's not that great. But only because I was like a movie teenager who needed to be <laughs> like <laughs> defiant. But it, it's it's hard to deny this yeah. movie's. It's one of those films. Great. Like, yeah, sure, you can, you can nitpick a lot about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for me, if I were to nitpick, like, and uh, I would say like it needed light, better lighting, or at least yeah. they needed to but then, not yeah. do that color grading and that lighting in post mm-hmm. be- that made everything so dark. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe some of the cinematography could have been cleaned up a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, we we did see some digital um, zooming, not zooming, like panning to to fix the centering at moments. But it's fine. You know, like I I understand this is a Thai production. You know, they were trying to, as you said it before, jumpstart their their film mm-hmm. industry. So uh, I, that kind of stuff's forgivable. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I'm not at all. I'm trying to end this on a negative note. Movie's fantastic. Yes, it's. I don't. I don't. Just listen to the last two hours that we were just talking, just gushing about this movie. You'll know what we mean. We fucking love this. Mm-hmm. Um, but to end this off, uh, do you think that that viral marketing that the movie the movie makers uh, did within the film actually paid off in the end when they uh, painted uh, Luke Besson? Uh, will you work with us now <laughs> inside the film because? What ended up happening was Luke Besson actually like his production distribu- company, yeah, his distributing company bought it, yeah, yeah, 
Do, uh, do you think that actually works? I mean, it's cute. <laughs> well, you know what it is? Like, I don't think they needed it. Do you honestly. think that they 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 picked up the rights to it because they saw that? Like, oh, that's cute. You know what? I think if when people saw this movie, I think people were scrambling for the rights. <laughs> As you mentioned to me before we started speaking about this, you saw that little tidbit about Steven Skull. Oh my God. Wanting to pick that, this that up. We should end with that. Yeah. So Steven Seagal's like, oh, I love this movie. I want to. I want to be part of this. I want to distribute this movie. However, my caveat is, I want an extra scene where I am, uh, where it establishes that I am Tony Jaw's teacher. <laughs> Fucking Steven Seagal's way of saying I am impressed by your work is by saying I'm so uh, happy for you. I'm so impressed but I need to do better than you. Yeah. I have to be better than no, no, you in some like, way. More like, I'm I'm congratulating you on all you've done. Now I just need to take credit for it. <laughs> <laughs>